What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Call to Action Live, where we talk about all things that happened this week in Schmodown. Some of us may be a tad hungover from our special anniversary stream last night, not going to lie, but we are still here, and we still got updates and information for you guys. So I am excited for this episode. And to my right, I have my lovely co-host, Alex Mack. How are you doing today? Man, I am so excited. I just booked another Schmobade for the 15th, and so that is going to be amazing. Yay, that's so exciting. Oh, my gosh. There's, they just get better and better and better. Like, like I can't even imagine where this is going now because it's just every match is just more entertaining, more fun. The questions just get so good. Oh. I love Schmobates. It gets, it gets pretty intense, I'm not going to lie. And I'm really scared. Roka messaged me the other day being like, you better give us the best questions you can ever come up with. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. I'm like, suddenly I'm looking at all my questions and I'm like, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, so I'm kind of nervous about that, but we'll see. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Pressure's on, but I just know it's going to be great. And I can't wait to watch. Oh, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, this week in Schmodown, uh, we will start with the match that we had that we got to watch this week. The Den versus the Butcher Boys. Yes. Oh, my gosh. There was some, there's some heat and some tension in that match, to put it lightly. But it was a great match. It was very solid. Absolutely. I mean, just kind of dive into it from the, from the get-go. I mean, just starting off. Um, these are two rookie teams that we've never seen play before. One getting a significantly more hype than the other, just because it does have Rachel. Um, the shooting star, the shooting a switchblade, whatever her nickname is going to be. I'm not entirely sure right now what's going on with that. Um, you know, but her with, you know, Ben Goddard, I mean, who you TKO'd, uh, TKO'd uh, RB3, you know, mm-hmm. forever a day ago. That feels forever ago when he played them. When he competed right. them. Um, but yeah, so they're very much already talked about being like such a huge hyped team. And so like no pressure to them going into this match because they're, that's a lot of pressure, you know, mm-hmm. for two, you know, for a new team like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like a very rookie team versus a team that technically is a rookie team, but has some very solid, at least we know now, players. We've seen uh, yeah. Ben compete with the RBP matches, you said. So going into it, I definitely, I also was favoring the Den as well. Um, but I I was very interested to see how the Butcher Boys are. I mean, you have Kaiser as a manager. They're, they've been studying the way of the dungeon. Like, what, what have they been absorbing down there? I mean, we're in quarantine right now, so I'm sure they're learning a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, the dungeon's um, kind of been an interesting situation. I feel like we can actually kind of, I, I mean, also I kind of, I kind of want to dedicate an episode talking about where we are, like a quarter of the year through the season mm-hmm. through, like looking at the scoreboard. I kind of want to have an episode where we just kind of dive into that for everyone, you mm-hmm. know, between the Finstock, um, the difference between the numbers, you know, Finstock and you know, corruption in the dungeon. I mean, they're really down there, unfortunately, mm-hmm. right now. Um, and sure, we have a very much a long time until the end of the season. However, like matches are very few and far between right now. So if you're not winning, if you're not winning right now, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to bounce back. Yep, that's very true. Um, that's probably probably the pressure. I feel like this season is just like that much heart higher on everybody because I mean, it felt it, like yeah. I mean, there's definitely a strategy to when they were scheduling things, but. I, I feel like this season, it's definitely because everyone's got their their roster. They want to get playing. That the pressure to get 
a match is just that much mm-hmm. higher. So if you lose, I, I like if, if you're fucked, <laughs> you're right. If I feel bad for any rookie <laughs> right now, like any rookie competitor that's going into singles. Like I, mm-hmm. I feel bad, like um, or any competitor going to singles or IG or whatever maybe for the first time. Cause if you don't win your first match, it's going to be a very long time until you get another match. Mm-hmm. If you get that opportunity, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, especially with not really even having the IG tournament right now, but that's going to be a conversation later in this episode. Exactly. That's one thing also with this, the season that that's changed a lot too, because of what's happening in our world right now, we're having less and less matches because we can't, they can't film them right now. So like, what does that look for the season as well? Like, are they going to then make up matches? If that makes sense, like catch up a little bit, or is it just going to be like, we're just going to have less matches this season because that's just how it's going to play out. I interested to see how they deal with that yeah it's uh i can only imagine the pressure uh christian and ellis and a lot of these people in these kind of uh you know head roles are how much pressure they have especially after going into this deal um with the skybound mm-hmm. skybound yes thank god okay <laughs> I, can think. I i i kept saying i said sky round sky thing <laughs> but um yeah, so especially going into this, obviously, I mean, it's difficult for everyone, but, you know, I, I'm really kind of hoping we continue to rally behind Schmodown. It's something that the community loves, supports. We actively mm-hmm. talk about it and go over about it every single day. So I'm really hoping it doesn't, like, lose any momentum, especially mm-hmm. after, you know, the draft and all this good stuff, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm interested to see like how this everything goes down. But what for in the meantime, we still get a match every week and this week did not disappoint. <laughs> oh, okay. So if we're gonna talk about these rookie these like rookie teams, obviously the okay, the pride of the den, holy schnackies. Just saying Katie. Sorry, I don't want to call her Katie. Sure, her name's not Katie. Kate, holy schnacky, she is becoming like the Big manager this season. She is dominating as a manager. She's also one of the, I feel like one of the most entertaining people in Schmodown right now. Like, the, especially this match, like some of the things that she said and did was just like, like when she hands him ribs from her pack and then hands yeah. uh, Rachel a bar of soap. Almost like, I love the, the gag about her fanny pack being like this thing just has random things being pulled out of it. Honestly, I, I kind of a uh, look at her fanny pack and I'm like, it's she's almost like Mary Poppins or like Merlin or Hermione Granger. She can put her whole arm down into that bag in like an entire house. It's going to pop out like a sofa, a huge, a fifth of alcohol, a random like bag of takeout food. <laughs> it will just be like, there's so much stuff in there. <laughs> Honestly, one of my favorite Kate moments this match as well was when she came up to them. They're all excited, and like she went up to Ben, was just like squishing his face like that. Like that's such a mom thing to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So Not kidding. She is such a mom. I mean, she <laughs> see exactly like exactly the fanny pack is magical. It is like the it is the wardrobe to Narnia. You know, <laughs> that's, that's that's what it is. <laughs> You know, I'm really kind of curious, especially I'm really glad though she's really bouncing back uh, after, uh, you know, she got called out quite a bit, you know, after, mm-hmm. you know, the mulligan fiasco, you know, that mm-hmm. happened, you know, several weeks ago, you know, which is like kind of ridiculous how people kind of talk about it in that regard. 
So I'm really glad that she, you know, people are like, you know what, a blip, whatever shit happens. And she's really coming into her own as like the manager to beat because you know, obviously going into this, this season, everyone was talking about Shannon with corruption, which is obviously we still are, mm-hmm. but Kate is yep. glowing. Yep. She glowing. definitely had a lot to prove because she hadn't been involved in Schmodown before that. And she got added into the everything super last minute because of just the way shuffling things happened. And she definitely has shown she has totally earned her spot. If not, like, she's dominating, I feel like, all the other managers right now. And if, I feel like she's definitely, like, one of the definitely top contenders for a manager of the year for this year, for sure. Because she's just, I feel like she not only is really good at just being there for a team, being the, you know, being the mom role, the supporters, stuff like that. But she is learning very quickly, Schmodown and the ins and outs and, by the end of this year, it's just she's gonna be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, and this is only her first season as a manager, so I'm really mm-hmm. impressed, you know, that she's able to do as well as she is, um, you know, consistently. Obviously, you know, you kind of expect, especially with a rookie manager, um, and we do have quite a few rookie managers to kind of come out, you know, making a lot more mistakes. And you know, she made mm-hmm. that one mistake, and you know, we haven't had anything like that since. Now, that being said, she's had a lot more matches recently than other um, than other factions. So we really, so I'm kind of curious, like rock stars, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Maybe in a few months, we might be talking nonstop about Roxy. You know, as for talking about her being manager of the year or Sam Levine. I mean, we haven't really talked about him. When are we going to get that guy, Callan Askimash? Is that going to happen? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. At some point, it needs to happen. I need to see that. Yeah, not kidding. Um, But yeah, uh, sorry. We keep going off topic, really. We need to really just kind of hone in and focus on Paul is usually the person that's really good. Like, okay, well, this happened yeah. in this round. I'm not that person. I'm a, what's your general feelings? General person. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, I do want to talk about that. Okay, specifically, mm-hmm. just kind of go into the analytics behind this match. Um, at the end of the at, at the end of the first round, um, Ben, I believe he was the only person to get a perfect round. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if he got his bonus question. I, I um, believe he did. I, I okay. believe he did. Oh, okay. That's huge, especially for a rookie, uh, rookie um, competitor, obviously massive. Um, but also Rachel did fantastic. But also we we do need to take a moment to highlight the Butcher Boys as well. You know, sure, they did not walk away from this match winners, but they showed even in this first round that they are definitely competitors to be reckoned with. You know, they are people that, you know, they do know their shit, you know, uh, we're going to go into that a little bit more in the second round, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That first round was super amazing. Uh, ben is okay. Ben has been surprised me. Not that I didn't have faith that he was going to be a good competitor, but like, he's a really good competitor. I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And he was just uh, now two, several examples of him getting, I think he got, didn't he get perfect in the, his match against RB three, two, or at least pretty close. I, I believe so. I want to yeah. say that he was like really, really close. I think he was like one off or he did get a perfect friend. Um, I do think it's as well something um, I was actually kind of really, I knew, I know Rachel for a fact. Rachel is an amazing part of a team. Yes. Um, however, I'm, I don't want to say nervous, um, but, but I was really, really curious about Ben because I've watched uh, Ben's mm-hmm. stream mm-hmm. and you know, he's a, uh, 
and he he's just like he's very kind of focused on you know his own individual stuff um but you know it's just like based off his vibe um you know based off you know just just stuff I've seen on his streaming. He he just is very focused on himself as he should be, though, because he's also really kind of really kind of focusing on singles competing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was like, I was kind of curious. Me, like, is he just going to be all about me, me, me? You know, being mm-hmm. being in a team match. Like some in some teams, that's like the focus. I mean, I mean that is more of it rather than like two, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, yeah, like the family. Like Drew McQueenie, he's like very obviously. He's like guys, the talker. Yeah, and I'm you know, McQueenie, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to compete, but I'm not here to talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm here to talk. <laughs> no, I I was I'm was really excited when I found out they were being teamed up for the Pride because Rachel deserves a good partner because she is yeah. such a strong player that she needed somebody to be able to help her get to that point because like it was very I felt like. Sorry, but I'm thinking the brain. It was kind of very one-sided <laughs> with that team. Yeah, where Rachel was um, kind of carrying it, but now I feel like with her and Ben, it's going to be a good partnership to be able to go far. Yeah, well, I mean, she's on a situation right now where she needs to babysit him. You know, I mean, she doesn't need to like rein him in. She doesn't need to. She doesn't need to tell him to focus. You know, she doesn't. You know, things like that. She doesn't have to. She he's he's not going to be like give out the answer without consulting her first. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, I mean, and they're strategizing. They go over. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a. It's they're they understand the game. They they both understand you know, st- the importance of strategy. It's not just understanding Will Smith movies and knowing that Will Smith mm-hmm. is in movies where he's not the main actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit like that. Yes, he is in that one movie, Winter's Tale, where he plays Satan <laughs> or some kind of Satan demon that counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm really hoping to see more of them like really kick ass. And, you know, she, again, she just doesn't she doesn't have to babysit him. Yep. So yep. So then she can just focus on the game and her own gameplay. And it's going to be I'm so excited to see where they go from here. Um, speaking of where they go, round two. Oh my gosh, the wheel round. That w- that was an entertaining, entertaining round. Not only from the gameplay standpoint, but the yeah. personalities, kayfabe part of things as well. Okay, I can't remember what uh, category did the den spin. Sorry, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. I feel like mm-hmm. that's that can be a pretty difficult category mm-hmm. very difficult slice yeah he's um, got a very diverse catalog of things more than people think people think you know billy madison happy gilmore but they're like oh yeah, yeah punch drunk love and things like that like he does have different films in there and i thought they did great like i don't think that's a category many people probably have studied for as much per se but they did mm-hmm. good so that was a great not kidding i uh, i totally agree it just comes down to um, he's in a, quite a few movies. He cameos quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he, like, you know, little Nicky, obviously, but he um, he's what was that? He he cameoed in some movie where he's some kind of like chair. He's like at a charity ball or something. And he's like, yeah, I'm a deep I'm a really deep thinker. I'm writing a script about the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. And someone asked him, he's like, oh, yeah, well, who is Ke- Kevin James playing? And he's like, Hitler. <laughs> 
I can't remember what movie it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it was just like he does these, a lot of these little cameos mm-hmm. here and there. Um, yeah, so, so that yeah. that's gonna be a very surprisingly broader category than you would think at first hand. But they did really great. I like I was very impressed. Yeah. Okay, Peggy, calm that down. I love and respect <laughs> you, but I'm from St. Louis, so. <laughs> She's from Chicago, so whatever. Oh. whatever. Yeah, yay sports. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah Peggy awesome. and I are probably more likely to get into like a fight if we meet each other finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to split you guys up. Yeah, guys, it's just a game. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Excuse All me, cars. Right. Cars do not suck. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, we're going to get an argument in the chat versus the screen pretty quick. <laughs> All right. So then uh, the Butcher Boys spin in a pretty good category that I am sure Rachel lost her mind. There's except for Kevin Smith. Oh, my gosh. As soon as that okay. happened, I was I'm like, well, that's that. That's the end of that. <laughs> and I, we watched on the couch. And because I I. We watched on the couch and we were like eating dinner. And the moment they spun Kevin Smith, I was like, Yeah! <laughs> Lucas was like, <laughs> I felt so bad for him. <laughs> and I was like, Babe, she spun Kevin, they spun Kevin Smith. <laughs> they spun Kevin Smith. <laughs> and they were like, Yeah. And, you know, she's going to get all the questions. Yep, what of it? And I was like, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, but uh, did they spend? Uh, did they spend away from Hillary Swank? I don't remember. I, Hillary, is Hillary Swank a slice? They may have. I don't remember. I just remember the Kevin Smith part. And yeah. back to them as a team for the proof of how well they work together. Because Ben's like, I got that. Rachel's got this. <laughs> like he trusted her to just go with it, and like you got to have that trust, which was yeah. very nice. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was really kind of interesting to see. Um, I do. I mean, I know uh, the action guys. I mean, I know Ben and Drew. They talked about it earlier on their thing. Um, but you know, just kind of we're kind of talking about this part in particular. There's a little bit of controversy. I don't like to say. Well, I feel like controversy is not the right word. I feel like there are some disagreements over mm-hmm. how this kind of went. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, did you do you remember uh, the specifics? But uh, between you know the the challenges and everything. Um, not, not as much as necessarily per the actual events that happened, but just that there was definite tension during that scene, that, that Mm -hmm. round and the kayfabe slash, you know, just the discussions that happened around them. I feel like really kind of paints a picture where the teams are going with their personalities. I just got to say that like the den, oh my gosh, I love you guys. (laughs) The pride. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. The pride of the den. Rachel, getting to see you carry on what happened uh, at your uh, post-interview from your last team's match and just where you've taken that, just be like such a, oh, I can't even think of the right word to say, just like. Divine? Divi- divine is a very good word. That wasn't the word I was thinking of, but it is Glorious. a perfect way. To, just like, you know, her Wonderful. using her voice to be perfect. like. In every way? Yes. Perfection. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It was really kind of interesting to see. Um, I mean, this is definitely a match um, that really kind of focused, uh, really highlighted, you know, the importance of strategy as mm-hmm. well. You know, understanding when to, like, how to use uh, challenges effectively, mm-hmm. but also understanding the importance of steals, knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yep. Now, I, I don't want to go into, like, to me, the whole Yoga Hosers Canada thing, I'm like, like, I don't know, where's Sushi from? Fucking Japan, obviously. <laughs> like, how do you spell cat? But <laughs> I don't want to go into that. <laughs> to me, that's obvious. I have chat with people and be like, yeah, I'm a Canadian. I've never heard of that term before. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe that's just like something for us to know. Um, to me, I mean, I'm like, what would the multiple choice items be? Would it be UK, Ireland, New Zealand, and Canada? Like, no. But... Yeah. Again, I don't want to go into that, even though I'm still going into it at some point. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, so it doesn't matter, even though they still won. Um, but also, when they were kept, it was kind of interesting to see um, Rachel. You know, she's doing her heel thing, is um, you know doing her heel thing. It's like, oh, it's like it's almost like you've never seen a Kevin Smith movie before. <laughs> yes. I oh my gosh, when she said that, I was yeah. like. Oh, this is this is what it's gonna be now. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of a. It was, and then, um, she so she's kind of dishing it out a little bit, but I you did see that the look like uh, when mm-hmm. they interjected. So you can see like her train of thought because you know obviously she knows the answer, but she's kind of like, um, you can see like um her her gears turning essentially and they kind of interrupted and and she's like what did you say Mm -hmm. and um and so but she said empire and she's like um and you know that moment so kind of like lost her train of thought for a minute and thankfully ben was like uh ben was right there (laughs) and um i did go back and watch that movie because i was kind of curious uh, not watch the movie i did go back and watch that scene and in the scene specifically mm-hmm. they do say they don't say empire strikes back they talk about em- they say the word empire empire over- yeah so that's yeah, what everyone is- calls that movie in conversation you don't say exactly. the whole battle in conversation so, so it is a very solid solid argument that we right. had not heard before mm-hmm. um so i was really kind of curious you know how that's gonna play out but yeah I mean, it was really, it was a solid challenge and I'm glad that they made it. It t- didn't matter, you know, because I still won pretty nicely. Yep. It was, it was a good win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then going into round three, like, I, like we were saying, end of round two, I was pretty sure I knew how this match was going to end. So it was just kind of mm-hmm. waiting to see how it would unfold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Thank you for the clarification, Rachel. Uh, yeah, I was really kind of curious about these interviews. I'm not going to lie. I felt kind of bad as well for the Butcher Boys. <laughs> but, uh, Drew, Video Drew just stole the fucking show. As she does. I, I wanted just an interview to be about her. I didn't want to talk about the Butcher Boys. Even though they actually, I mean, considering they're a rookie, brand new team, they didn't do too bad. So. Well, I did enjoy that team. Like, I will, I'm excitedly going to watch them in any future matches they do. Like, I thought Vinny with his, like, pitcher of whatever the heck that was. Margarita. He was Margarita. <laughs> Let's <do it. laughs> 
it was something, but it was just like, I liked their, their vibe. I liked their chemistry. Yeah. I'm excited to see them, but you are right. Video drew and Kaiser, their personalities are just so strong that they just kind of took over that interview. A bit. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit of a, yeah, it was, a, I, I don't like to say a struggle, but it was, it, I feel kind of bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I didn't hate calling us the Yatsu twins. What's wrong with Abby into that? <laughs> not kidding. Um, oh my gosh. It, yeah. So I kind of felt bad. Like Kaiser going back to the whole like faction wins and losses kind of thing. I feel like Kaiser mm-hmm. hasn't had like a solid win yet. Yeah. And you know, with IG tournament being canceled, I'm really, really curious about his team because some of his biggest competitors on his team were Mm -hmm. IG specific. Yeah. So he's going to be doing a lot of relying on Drew, Drew Grant, Mm -hmm. as well as Zipper, you know, this season. So, Yeah, absolutely. I I do think they filmed at least one IG match that we haven't seen yet. I don't know how it turns out or anything, but so maybe that might help out Kaiser. We'll have to see, but you're right. Like that, his faction is kind of heavy in the IG and for that to be not being able to be filmed quite the same way it probably will affect him whether they can make it up make an equal amount of matches later maybe so he'll like catch up at the end of the season as opposed to right now we'll have to wait and see but right now yeah it kind of does affect his points a bit now I'm going to go back and check his um, faction specifics. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so he does have several other, you know, people. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, Smets, Parker, Eric Zipper, Adam Witt, um, Owen Mugen, Vinny Mancuso, um, Brittany Young, Rick Hong, Daniel mm-hmm. Villalobos, Via Villalobos, mm-hmm. and um, aside from like three of them, three or four of them, yeah, no, especially I think three of them technically they're all rookies. And, you know, he does thrive with rookies. He got two mm-hmm. of them, two champions, championship yeah. belts, you know, last season. But um, it's very, very heavy in IG, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't really had a team um, yet that's thrived yet. Mm-hmm. So he's really he's really needing those points pretty desperately in order to kind of jump get, jump ahead if IG's if IG's really going to kind of kick their ass. Yeah, absolutely. Interested to see how that season plays out because I have full faith in Kaiser and his decisions and him as a manager, but it's been a rough start. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been a rough start for everyone, too. <laughs> yeah, the whole country's had a little bit of a rough start this last what? few months. <laughs> whole I world has had a little bit of a rough start. In every way. <laughs> yeah, oh, but absolutely. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then talking about the Pride's uh, post-match interview, Kate just, just like she's just so happy and glowing for them, and it just it makes me so happy to see her just you know, like it's being the supportive mom role to them. Be like you guys, oh my gosh! I just I love their chemistry all together. The the den as a whole, their chemistry together feels the most like a family to me of any faction so far I've seen. Like the dungeon together. is like uh, a group of delinquents just hanging out in a park. Yes, like so, that's not, like exactly that's like the whole family. <laughs> yeah, like they're like the you know they're family because they're you know sharing a, a joint at the moment, but they will probably not hang out later. Exactly. <laughs> but the den, they are you know like they call each other late at night. So how was your day? Kind of a family. So it's just I love their vibe together, and it's I'm so excited to see more. Well, I, I mean, like I couldn't agree more. It's just you know the vibe, and not to mention all of them are very vocally pro. 
den as well mm -hmm. you know i mean sometimes um but also with that being said we haven't heard with from like half of the competitors in some of these teams mm -hmm. so i mean we haven't really had a chance to see you know some of these competitors you know really mm -hmm. do a lot of interaction with some you know with our managers or anything all that much from what we see yeah yeah so who knows but we'll get the food mm -hmm. oh Oh, it was such a good match. I'm I'm so excited. I have to admit, it's been kind of painful with the the less matches per week thing because I need my showdown fix. But like I said, at least the matches we're getting are great content, so it, it it's fine. We'll survive. We we're will survive. Not, yeah, we're not getting as many matches like traditional matches. However, we're gonna get getting new types of matches in the form yes. of exhibition matches. Yes, okay. that's our move. Go on to the next section where we're gonna we were gonna speculate about next week's match, but None of us think we've heard about what next week's match is. So if you know what it is in the comments, let us know. But we can. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Christian's post about how the IG tournament is canceled, but they're looking at exhibition matches. Mm -hmm. Yes. So with that being said, there are, like I said, um, lot several factions that are very focused on IG, you know, such as the dungeon, but also newer competitors going into IG, um, such mm -hmm. as, I mean, like obviously Robert Parker, um, you know, Alex Damon. Uh, we were excited to see, um, you know, even Merle kind of really branch into. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Odd couple for who's the boss. Um, you know, uh, Dan Merle, we were excited to finally see him branch into his third you know, league, you know, and unfortunately that that's been canceled and who knows, maybe we'll get that later in the year or mm -hmm. something, but it's just kind of been canceled indefinitely. It seems like. Yep. yep. So that, like, that is a bummer. I was excited to see these new competitors get into the IG league and see how they do. But the idea of an exhibition matches actually makes me really excited because those are some of my favorite Patreon perks is getting to watch the, the exhibit exhibition matches mm -hmm. so, so i want can't wait to see and i like how they're asking us like what we want to see which i just want to in big bold letters be like kevin smith exhibition match rachel silver Shrini. okay well, <laughs> well that's the thing that's, that's something i'm a little curious about okay so for example when um they, they did the holiday exhibition match rachel mm -hmm. and janine and everyone is there Alonzo Duralda was asked to sit out and co-host that match, like be a commentator. So I'm wondering if it's like a well-known super strength for yeah. a competitor. I wonder if they're going to be asked to sit out. Like I would never put Brad Gilmore, you know, in a, mm -hmm. uh, in an exhibition match on, <laughs> on the Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> like, you know, I would want, I would ask him to host it or, you know, comment, commentate it on it, but I would never ask him to compete against True. other people on it. So mm -hmm. I'm really curious about how that would be. Like, I would feel bad if Drew McQueenie, he's coming back only for the 80s exhibition match. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the guy really makes his living off of knowing 80s movies in particular. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty great, though. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Yeah, See, but I, who, would half of the, who would be the other half of the pride? So you can't have that, Rachel. So <laughs> got plan ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, uh, I just can't wait to see what they end up doing and like how often we're going to see them. And is it going to be in like Streamyard kind of thing? Is that what they're planning on doing? As in, like right now, or are they planning it for the future? That I, I wasn't entirely clear on. I honestly have no clue. It's um, if if it's gonna be done on Streamyard and everything, it doesn't it, it doesn't really 
I would have a little bit of trouble with that, honestly, mm -hmm. just because, you know, you know, being involved with the families, one of the biggest differences, you know, we talk about, you know, what makes a great, you know, regular, like a, like a Schmodown competitor versus someone in the fan leagues is that a Schmodown competitor, they're under the pressure, they're under the lights with a lot of these mm -hmm. people, you know, watching them go about this versus people in the fan leagues are hanging out in their own bedrooms, you know, no pressure, just chilling, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's a very different kind of environment, not to mention, you know, there's characters and, you know, cut, you know, cut scenes and interviews yeah. that they do, you know, um, so it not to mention aesthetically, it would look like the fan leagues as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there needs to be more distinction personally. And mm -hmm. I say that as someone that, you know, is involved with the fan leagues, but that's just me. Um, Kelsey, how would you do? I mean, what would you suggest? Um, well, uh, back to the streamer thing. Another thing that I remember, Christian, I think it was on SCN or backstage. He mentioned about doing matches on here that there is the concern of the possibility of cheating just because you, you have access to a cell phone, computer, anything you could possibly use to well, cheat. Note cards. Well, what the what the yeah, what the what the fan leagues do though specifically mm -hmm. is that they have to have their hands on screen at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does get blurry. I mean, hypothetically, you could have a roommate right next to you, yeah, looking it up on your behalf, just oh, like right. showing it to you in theory. So you I, you would have to have a lot of trust. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, I don't think anybody would do that, but it does put the the trolls in the chat with you know. What I mean, like it can add fuel to the fire. Yeah, it can. Yeah, yeah. Trolls will look for any reason. Yeah. Oh, that person lost because this person was cheating, even though they weren't. But it's hard to argue it. Yeah. In this environment, yeah. as opposed to in a studio. Well, can you guarantee they weren't cheating? Well, technically, no. But well. Yeah. There's a chance, like, eh, come on, dude. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, just going into, I, I, I have no idea about like who should compete in specific matches, mm -hmm. but what kind of matches would you exhibition matches would you like to see? Um, I always like the franchise specific inner geekdom ones, mm -hmm. just because I actually sometimes can maybe answer the questions to those. <laughs> so I enjoy those ones a lot, but I would love a rom-com one with Andrew Guy involved in some way, whether it's Andrew Guy, Rachel, yep. and Janine. Oh, yeah. I take my money right now. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I, I do I, um, I do think, like, the general, a little more generalized. I'm actually going to be hosting a uh, coming-of-age slash uh, young adult adaptations exhibition match here pretty soon here in the incoming week so if you are interested in competing in it you know please let me know and i can get you on the list to audition i'll be more than happy to do that um but yeah um i do think uh that would be pretty solid i am dying to get a, a famous franchises one up there Mm -hmm. I feel like people really disregard famous franchises like the Transformers franchise or uh, mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean franchises or whatever it may be. And that kind of ticks me off. <laughs> and I'm like, why? <laughs> um, I would love for that to happen. Or even um, another one would be video game movies. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, like, I don't feel like video game movies are really talked about enough. So you can kind of branch into Pokemon. Pokemon mm -hmm. the first movie. You can go into Mortal Kombat. You can go into Resident Evil. Yeah, Tomb Raider and Tomb Raider. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, that would be fun. 
there's so many possibilities and I know (laughs) other categories, but that's the thing. We're talking about specific categories with this one, like, like the top 10 most famous franchises kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Heck you can include the MCU or DCEU in there. Just saying. Yep. LOTR if you want. Heck get some IG competitors in there. Why not? Yep. Absolutely. That would be, Oh, I see somebody hanging out in the background. Surprise. We always have people hanging out in the background. That's not news. Hey! Hey, is it my uh, is it my shift now for our next eight hour stream? Or <laughs> yep, your oh, turn. See you later. I'm busy for like eight hours. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Oh, not much. We are just talking about uh, Christian's post that uh, they are not doing the IG tournament anymore, but that they might be doing exhibition matches. So we are oh, speculating. Okay. What would we like to see? What would you like to see? What kind of? Exhibition no, I want to. I want to see Rachel Silverstein and Kevin Smith exhibition match. Oh, yeah. I spot yeah. on. What I want to see. Sp- sp- well, honestly, I feel like it's so obvious. Like a big strength of hers, I would actually honestly argue that she would probably be better as a commentator, just like Drew McQueenie it was a commentator for an eighties exhibition match. Alonzo was the commentator for the holiday match. That's so that's scary. Because <laughs> it's so obviously a mega strength. Oh, it absolutely is. I, it would be interesting to find somebody just as strong to go against. Yeah. I know Robert Adams, who has competed for the Showdown, is a big Kevin Smith fan. And he has uh, made that known that he would uh, want to do that. But uh, so that's someone I would consider. But I do take your point that maybe Rachel would be better suited. But maybe get Kevin Smith himself involved and Kevin Smith can call the match. I know I've been teasing. Right questions. How about that? I would like <laughs> the questions. What if, no, you were, what if you were calling the match with Kevin Smith? I think one step further, I think Rachel could beat Kevin Smith in a Kevin Smith category. That's what I think, honestly. Yeah. I, like, I think it was, like, on Jimmy Kimmel where, like, a bunch of, like, MCU-obsessed kids had to, like, go up against, like, the MCU cast and, like, a quiz show kind of thing mm-hmm. about the MCU. That was delightful. That'd be cool. Uh, what else is there? Another one I would like to see is I've been calling for it for a while, the Mike Kalinowski versus uh, Tim Franco and the Bond exhibition. Bond? Yes. Absolutely. That's what I definitely want to see happen. I'd watch that one. Even though I wouldn't know the answer to a single question, I'd still watch that one. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I haven't really, I don't remember Tim Franco and doing any kind of Bond stuff. He knows, he knows Bond. Yeah. Has he competed? Better. In, has he competed? He, he's, he had the Bond category once and went, he, he was what, perfect at it. Well, I mean, like, when, when was that, though? God, I gotta remember uh, which one. Um I would like. I would love it. It's just. I mean, like, if he's not like actively competing, I don't know how I would feel. I know he's competing. Yeah, but I mean, I know he is. He's still competing. He's going to be. He's got some matches. Um, but he. But he actually specifically mentioned Bond at one point to me, and we had a talk about it one time. And he tells me right away. He told me all this stuff that the categories, or rather, the questions that Mike has gotten wrong in Bond, he is known like a down heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah, you know they all do know. That is true. Gilmore knows his stuff too, and Fife knows her stuff too. That's that yeah. I think awesome. I think Rachel's got there. I think it was his debut match with with Crimson Fury. I think that was ah, the one. Okay, okay. I can't remember what he did. He did really well at it. So, yeah, I would like to see that one. That would be great for sure. What about? Um, I think another one. If we if you were going to go into, I think a classic exhibition match, or even mm-hmm. or even uh, animation, would be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Animation would be fun. Sports, movies. sports movies. We could do that. I, what about Bateman versus Guy? We want to be in that match. Bateman versus Guy, Tom Cruise, Iron Man match. <laughs> Take my money now. 
I'm just upping my Patreon as we speak. <laughs> Come on, that would be just damn good. Jane Austen oh. adaptations, just saying. Okay, yes. all, right. all right. So many There's ideas. There's a lot more than you think. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, one thing we also didn't talk about the mm-hmm. chat let us know. We didn't know what next week's match was, but they informed us it was uh, a couple versus who's the boss. So we haven't speculated on that yet. Okay. So, oh, uh, I like I know I who I have. <laughs> I love this match. I want, I've been wanting this to happen ever since the debacle where a uh, couple beat. Who's the boss? Um, I think who's the boss is the better team overall, but it's all to me depends. If Andreco plays like he played in that match, Andreco had one of the best games of his career, I think, in that match. He was just spot on. Um, Snyder was. 2.0. What was that? Chicago 2.0. Chicago 2.0, exactly. I'd like to see it. I think, I like, I think Ben and, my, and uh, Mark really have a chip on their shoulder when it comes to that match. So I think they're going to be headlong looking forward. And of course, we know Ben's gotten better and better since that match. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see. And Draco hasn't played in forever. It's been a long time since I've seen him play. Yeah. He did mention though during the draft that he planned on going he planned on competing in the singles league this this year though. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he mentioned that he mentions like Ben, you inspire me to go for the singles for the singles of tournament this season. You're going down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They all want to beat Ben. They all want to beat him bad. I mean, he is, even though he's not the champion, he's still kind of got that target on his back as one of the, the best currently playing. So yeah. I mean, that's against him. But then, of course, Roxy is in Hunter and her thing. She wants to, she wants no, she would like nothing better than to beat Dagnino every time. Oh, yes. Every chance she can get. So let's well, uh, be honest, we all do. <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to beat Dagnino. Like, his. <laughs> They want to beat him or be him. That's actually a question. Some people want to be him with a hockey stick. <laughs> they want to beat him with. Um, <laughs> they're just like for so long. <laughs> this is bonkers. Not to mention uh, how many, how much fewer matches that we're having this having this year. You know, it's going to be that much more difficult to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it will. It's going to be that much more difficult to, you know, get more matches for each of these factions. And mm-hmm. whereas in Stock Exchange, they already got the leg up because they already have a guaranteed so many ma- faction, like so many more matches because they currently haven't, they currently have the belts. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I think yeah. it's another thing you think about. I think the people are not going to want to see who's the boss win for that reason. A lot of people are going to be rooting for how the odd couple because mm-hmm. they, don't they're kind of tired of the uh, Finsock exchange passing around the belts like they're passing around coronavirus for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, they're I all the belts. Is what I'm saying? Too soon, Paul. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But I, I, I had to make my prediction. I think, I think who's the boss has it. I think Ben's just gotten better. Yeah. I think Mark is might be a little rusty, maybe, and Snyder. I love Snyder, but Snyder can definitely be rattled. He's probably the one that's used can be most easily rattled on the stage mm-hmm. of the, of the four. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Bateman getting in his head yep. and Riley playing good. And I think he wins. Well, That's where I'm at. We're going to beat him in Chicago. So, you know, you're not wrong. I mean, the yeah. a couple could, I, a couple winning would not surprise me. I'm not going to say yeah. that. It was definitely, definitely a good, good match. So, yeah. 
Um, well, something to clarify is that Garth is kind of bringing up as well that the Odd Couple last played. It has, I mean, it was pretty recent considering the season. Last time they played was in late November. Mm-hmm. So, um, all things considering, I mean, that's a pre- that's a pretty recent team match for sure against Shazam, one of the one of the other top teams ever. That's true. Wow. That's true. So. Yeah. And yes, I've, Brian, you're right. Brian and Snyder is one of the best team players out there. Absolutely. But I think all four of these players are pretty good team players. Yeah. Also, so They're I, all solid. Yeah. All of these players are solid, but I have to go with who's the boss. I never root against Ben. I feel like he is the, he's my favorite player in the showdown. Um, and then Riley. Just, How dare you? I feel like losing in Chicago, them against odd couple did light a fire under him too. So I feel that they're coming for revenge and they're gonna win. Guys betrayed. Kelsey, Kelsey, you're lucky this is your show, so I can't kick you off your own show. That's my favorite player. That's the guy you're looking for, for there. Yep, that's him. The vampire the vampire, that guy <laughs> that guy who you're in for. Well also I mean let's be honest. If we're gonna be talking about really all that shit, we're just gonna take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, Paul, you're not exactly one to talk here. I mean, look at that face. I don't know. But I got a good rack, though. It's very nice there. Hmm. You know what? Also, alternatively, alternatively, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the mirror they got going on there. When you, you look at it, that's pretty good there, though. <laughs> well, we got to get one for Kelsey. I don't think she has one yet. Oh, oh my gosh. That. We need to get one for Kelsey. No, you don't. Uh, no, we're we're going to get them on good. that. No. We're going to get through all that. <laughs> Gotta get one for Kelsey. Oh, get on it. Great. Yeah, Jake, if you're looking, if you're no. out there. Oh, you were. You're backstage. Jake, just nod. Give me a thumbs up, Jake, if you're looking, if you're going to do that. He's got a thumbs up. All right, no. we're going to do that. It's coming. It's Why? coming. I'm going to boot you all from my show. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I can boot y'all from my, from this show because I set this whole thing up. Just saying. Just well, saying. I was going to say, you're doing it on my account, so I can put you all off, too. <laughs> so it's all good. There's a, there's a oh, vote. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be as Harley well. Quinn. That's not an embarrassing, kind of an embarrassing one. Like a little, well, Thanks for trying, guys, but they're going to embarrass me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what family if not just to embarrass each other? I mean, let's feel. I can't deny that. I can't agree with no. that more. Kelsey, you know what I really want to do sometime? I really, since you do Harley, I want really want to do YV sometime. <gasps> you should. I don't, I, I'll get a wig or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I kind of want to. I've always wanted to because it just looks so cool. Um, I just think it would be a fun time. Ivy is one of my favorite characters for sure. Ooh, so. giving us a little hint into uh, the, what Jake's creating. Ooh, there you go. She might like that one too. She might like that one quite a bit. I can't do the cosplay thing. I've never done the cosplay thing. Cosplay is so fun because you get to be one of your favorite characters for a little while. Making the costumes is my favorite part, though. Like I sew and I make things. I wore blood. I'm extra crafty. I think (laughs) I'm too lazy for it. That's what it is. Like I'm like, well, that'd be kind of cool, but I'm like, wait, I gotta actually do this work and make it. Yeah. It does take time. And I can't do that. My Harley the. Uh, Batman the animated season, Batman the animated series, Harley costume, the bodysuit, and the mask, everything like that super basic costume was about sixty hours to make. <laughs> Damn, and that was like 
it was very basic. <laughs> <laughs> the only cosplay I can ever, ever suggest now, I do, I do want to give a shout out to Kristen McGee, who cosplayed as me, because that's how crazy quarantine's been making her. Uh, but Kristen, that was very good. You know what? In, in her defense, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I have low key been cosplaying as you. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean. weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna do this, throw that mustache on. I mean, like I already do. I just need to put like some like darkening stuff on it. I just don't wax it. I probably should wax actually. <laughs> and embarrassed her vote. Put her as Casper. I can see that. I can see that. That's funny. That's true. You know what? If, so, if there is one character that would make me want to cosplay, it would be some Ed Harris character like Darren Hamill because that would be perfect. But. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I it's not so much I want to be, I want to cosplay as Poison Ivy. I just want to cosplay as like Belle as Poison Ivy. I think I love like Belle so much. She's so great. And everything <laughs> she does. I love her. So I remember when I heard her um, doing behind the scenes stuff for Poison Ivy, I was like, perfection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she is, she steals that show. Like she really does. She's so best. funny. I love her. <laughs> she is so dry and sarcastic. It's like, I wish you were my best friend. Like, Belle. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, we got off the rails somewhere. I don't know why we had to this all straight. <laughs> Are you saying we go off the rails? It does you say we get sidetracked? Oh. It might never. happen. I'm gonna, I'll just sit there and drink to that and be okay. Lucas doing Mr. Freeze cold puns. <laughs> sing, <laughs> sing. He doesn't, no, he doesn't need to dress up as Mr. Freeze in order to whip out those cold puns. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try. <talk. laughs> Lucas is puns. <laughs> Where is Lucas? Is he there? Is he there? I haven't, I haven't heard from him yet. Um, where I don't know. Yeah, he's here somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was like the amount of hats. He he used so much of the hats and everything <laughs> from like last night's stream. Lucas was the real rock star of the stream last night. Oh, well, he was. Although I got to say, there he is. He's in the chat. Thank you. Glad to be glad you're around, Lucas. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I will give Lucas the credit for being the rock star last night, but I will give Alex the credit as well because of how stoic she remained, no matter what was going on. Every time you would take him off, I, she I said to differ. Like, the I, only time, the only time you did, it was when the drum was happening. When the drum happened, yeah. he started throwing drumsticks at you. Yeah. That was the, he finally you thrown at you. So. Drum, and I'm like, <laughs> Well, actually, I don't know who who won the who won the real steel man. He kept one because he kept playing rock and soccer robot, and you just would go, you'd play, and then you go. Well, Dean, I would love to have a Gucci hat. Just saying, so if you wanted to get send me a Gucci hat, I'd be okay with that. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually um, Luke's brother. He actually got us as a wedding present. He got us that as our wedding present. That's, that's <laughs> a good wedding present. <laughs> and so we play it every once in a while. Let me see. Like, yeah, it's right over here. <laughs> Actually, you know what, Malcolm? That's a good point, Malcolm. Did we ever have any rails to go off last night? I don't know. <laughs> we had no rails last night. <laughs> there, that's a brilliant thing. That's a beautiful wedding right there. That's marriage in a nutshell. Yeah, that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but just saying I won 90% of the time, so. Uh, yeah, he, he's giving you credit. Lucas is giving you credit where credit's due. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I am perfect. But, okay, anyway, I say who's the boss. Kelsey's who's the boss. Alice, who do you have? Uh, Yeah, probably who's the boss. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, just judging by the teams alone, do I want? I mean, obviously, do I want? 
I would love for Who's the Boss to win. I would, wouldn't be surprised either of them, honestly. I just wish Who's the Boss would win as part of a different faction. <laughs> you know, that's it is kind of fun. <laughs> that's true. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time. Well, Alex the heel robot. Now, that's the <laughs> Uh, God. Anyway, I know I agree. The defense stock exchange definitely is multiple is multiplying. Wow, that sound that's definitely the wrong one that I'm saying. But they're monopolizing the belts, and so I can see people really starting to turn against them for that reason. Get somebody else in. I mean, we I think we talked about this at one point. Alex, you were very strong about that about getting somebody else besides Dan Merle or anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan Merle, he deserves every level of respect in the world, obviously. It's just, it's very hard to see anyone realistically go up against him on that level. Mm-hmm. We talk about how amazing Bateman and Roca and, you know, Bibbs and how, how awesome and amazing all these competitors are, you know, but it's just Merle in particular, he's been so good for so long. It's, Hard not to put him on a pedestal. I get it. You know, against everyone else. Absolutely. I do want to see Bateman go back up against him. I really do. I think that yeah. was a great match. That's probably the greatest match I've seen. I think. Well, outside of Andrew Guy and Merle, that's the, that's the greatest match I've ever seen. Great match of all time. It's a different, uh, different story. Why? <laughs> anyway, going off the rails. As we do. <laughs> back to you, Kelsey. Ah, uh, all right. Well, any. <laughs> final thoughts on that before we move on just i'm excited to watch it i'm excited to see what happens yeah oh sorry i just i just thought of a potential match for an exhibition match okay go ahead random one i really would really love to see one on cult movies cult movies okay i know that's why it makes it really difficult um uh, the I mean the idea of a cult movie is like very difficult. Like I don't like I don't know if I would even call Rocky Horror Picture Show a cult movie really right mm-hmm. anymore. It's so mm-hmm. mainstream and mm-hmm. everyone knows about that movie. Um, and the idea of a cult movie is like it's it's kind of a secret, you know. It's for it's for the community. I mean, in theory, you know, um, it's uh, and it's very much a social aspect as well. Like you're part of this community when you see it. Um, you know, um, but I would love to see that happen. I don't think it would happen, <laughs> but I think if because uh, it would be very difficult to put like a match like that together. But I would love to see it happen. I mean that that is where you, you have to start. Yeah. That's something that did not do well at the theaters because that obviously if it did well at the theaters, then it's not a cult movie. But it has found an audience. But I guess it the question would be defining would be defining like what is having an audience at this point. But that's a, that's a category. I'm just saying like, I know it's a hard time just determining what that is. There's some that are, yeah. I do think that yeah. I do think Rocky Horror is a cult movie in all sense of the word, especially considering you have people who go to the showings and well, throw it in the screen. That's a different kind of cult. So everyone and their mom knows about it. And um, everyone and their mom knows about it. And as a result, I mean, it's just such a huge thing. Um, even Tim Curry, he doesn't, he, he says, yeah, he even said it in interviews. Yeah. That movie's not a cult movie anymore. It hasn't been a cult movie for 30 years. And so, I mean, it's because it's just so widely publicized and widely loved now. Now we're not to take any love away from, you know, it's still obviously immensely enjoyable and everything. It's just, you know, the idea of a cult movie, you know, it's not, it's secretive anymore. Scott Pilgrim, arguably a cult movie. Absolutely. 
one of the best movies of all time. Could could absolutely catch could absolutely future, future cult movie. Actually, <laughs> <Doctor. laughs> Maybe. Oh, God, I that movie. <laughs> I don't, well, Adams, don't lose cult status. I guess it's hard to say whether you can or not. I mean, also, I think for Rocky Horror, the cult part could also be the fact that the, the fan base is so dedicated to it um, mm-hmm. that they have all those exhibitions where they actually get involved. It's like an interactive thing. In that that case, in of itself can make it a cult. Case, this is Star Wars movies, cult movies. Jurassic Park? I mean, are, is Jurassic Park movies? No, Jurassic Park definitely not. But Star like, Wars never failed at the box office. That's the difference. They well, say like they didn't fail at the box office. That's what I'm saying. No, that, that that's why I mean, Rocky Horror failed at the box office, then found an audience that that, that is that yeah. devoted and interactive with it. Okay, uh, okay. So what I mean, like what I mean, like it, in that case, there would have to be a knowledge of box office. Well, that, that's the starting point. It's definitely the starting yeah. point. So I, I so. It could be. Flash Gordon, absolutely. Actually, probably because probably of my boys more than anything else because of Queen because of the of the song. I think the song is actually probably more known than the movie is. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the character is well known, obviously, but the... Yes, I don't, I'm not going to play the cue. I'm going to play the cue because it retires again. Mm-hmm. That was a yesterday for anniversary anniversarial purposes. <laughs> yeah, Jake, I want to let you know Boondock Saints is about a couple of really pretentious <laughs> brothers that are vigilantes that are assholes i'm just looking down i'm looking at I, that's, you, you know that's what you know when you're on Streamyard. you can see the person backstage it's like a very <laughs> great the grayed out screens don't seem quite as like normal but i can even you and i can see the, the uh oh, white sure jake eyes <laughs> the rage like that <laughs> <laughs> yes oh, and i would yeah. uh, mm-hmm. love Take it Highlanders also oh, another yeah. cult movie. I think Highlanders is actually another one that's a cult. Uh, I could say a cult classic movie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, biopics would probably be it would be really solid. Or mm-hmm. um, I love uh, someone. I remember someone telling me about like book to movie adaptations, and and I was like, you're you might as well include every fucking movie in that category. Then <laughs> there's a lot. There's <laughs> a lot. You can you can do that specifically like war war. Books and movies, you can do that on biopics, yeah. you can do yeah. that on literally any category coming of age, young adult patients. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's, it's a very broad one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean you could do like you were talking about franchises. You could do exhibition matches with specific franchises uh, as as a thing instead of like you could do like a you could do Lord of the Ring, you could Middle Earth cat. I mean you already do Star Wars mm-hmm. where they had Harry Potter. We could definitely do a Middle Earth one. We could do like a Star Trek. Star Trek was another good one they did, and uh, yeah, um, MCU, DC. I mean, you know, do all of those. That that's, yeah. those are always fun because those tend to be what we all know. I'm giving yeah. our yeah graphic. Our I would love to see. Well, especially I think uh, there didn't they just decide to take comic book movies like as a slice off of off the main. Yeah, often, yeah, I think like, it's just IG now. Yeah, it's all thrown into it's it's all the IG. Now, I mean, yeah. it's all just IG now, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, I feel like, I mean, like, comic book movies. I like that. One <laughs> word titles. <laughs> cats. Um, cats. Boyhood. Cars. Joker. Cars. <laughs> Brain. Changeling. <laughs> Where else could I start Warrior. Throwing, uh... um, <laughs> I can't. Um, Powell head, <laughs> uh, eraser head, 
Video Halloween. Drama. Halloween. Oh, All right, yeah. keep going come on, Kelsey, there. you're losing it. You're losing it, it Kelsey. Come on. It, <laughs> oh, sorry, Shad. Thanks, I got it. Chapter two, so that didn't work. Um, Tank Girl, throw it tech. Tank Girl, that's a solid one. Tank Girl is a cult. Uh, that's a good cult movie. That's true. Mulan. Mulan. Ray. Lot of Disney movies, maybe they have that. I don't know. Maybe it's like, yeah. Oh, a lot of Disney movies. One like for title. Jaws. Cinderella. Aliens. There are thousands. Well, we can, do this. <laughs> we can really go on forever. Do this for like ten. We're gonna do this for now five hours. Hours and hours. <laughs> this might be for the charity stream. We're just gonna say one word titles. <laughs> we do the whole charity stream. We'll just be us coming to one word title movies. <laughs> okay, but um, you guys in the chats, what movies, what exhibition matches, and stuff would you guys love to see? Oh. Um, are there like are there like super hyper focused? categories that you guys would love to see or anything like i don't know pirate movies or like 70s coming of age movies <laughs> i have no clue 70s coming of age is a little um, specific I think. No, no, I, i'm gonna one-up you i remember chatting with uh, mark hoik in la and i was like casually like oh what <laughs> would you consider strengths and he's like you know i would love to argue german coming of age movies from the 70s <laughs> <laughs> and I thought he was kidding, and he's like, "No, really." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "And I saw Shannon's face next to him, be like." Giving <laughs> <laughs> her drink, crime movies, mafia, mafia movies could be really yeah. good. Uh, we'll There's a lot of mafia movies. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Good fella. I mean, of course, Hazy himself. Mockumentaries. I love mockumentaries. Oh, what was it? Like, uh, was like, oh my gosh, uh, Best in Show. I love Best in Show. I love Best in Show. Oh, good. And the Mighty uh, Wind. The Mighty movie. Wind. Oh my yeah. god. I love that movie. So Slow your roll in here, Ben. You have no power here. We can we can boot you instead of you booting us like you do in SCN. Just so you know. So slow your roll there. It's all right. If they boot you, I'll boot them. It's fine. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Scarlett. I said it earlier. I said that earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Um, they Okay, so Danny has mentioned specifically foreign films. And I know a lot of people have talked about, you know, foreign films, possibly having a foreign movie slice and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously... I mean, like, you know, Parasite just won one Best Picture and Best Director and all that good stuff. It, as it deserved, obviously, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. How would you guys feel about um, foreign films as a slice or exhibition match or something like that? I will say a that. Slice. A, a slice. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it's definitely a, it's a great slice. It's definitely worthy of a slice. And I even think it would be worthy of an exhibition match. I would not do very well in it. I admit that that's probably one of my weaknesses. Is I haven't watched many of those. I'm just starting to get into a few, few of those more or less now. Yeah. With the Romans coming over with the Bong Joon Ho, like Snowpiercer, and, and last, of course, uh, those are coming over. So I started to watch them more. But I, I know that. I wonder if the the demo of the audience would be as into it as some of the other ones. But hopefully, yeah. getting there. So it'd be interesting to say. I think I have it as a wheel slice set first. Because then yeah. people will hear the names of movies and maybe check them out. And then maybe like next season. Yeah. Well, next season, so then they're like, oh, yeah. I wonder what the, I mean, because obviously not every single foreign film gets into an American movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am kind of curious how that would come about. Because honestly, I mean, for a long time, I was very anti-foreign film when it comes to Schmodown. Just because it, to me, it's, it's, it's such a 
big category over all genres and every country. I mean, if you you can, you can have an entire exhibition match dedicated to uh, Bollywood romance dramas specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and uh, Bollywood they make like twenty times more movies than Hollywood does. Yeah, and absolutely. They're considered much more profitable than uh, Hollywood does. It's very uh, true. Nationally, it's huge. It's a lot bigger. Um, so it's to me, it's a little bit difficult. Um, I would, I love the idea of like maybe having um, foreign films that have guaranteed been in American theaters yeah. or like award winning, award winning um, specifically. Movies. Well, hopefully, as we go forward, we'll get it's more. Very, it's very, mm-hmm. very gray area specifically. Mm-hmm. I will say that introducing new wheel slices seems to be a thing about new competitors don't want many more new slices because that means there's a whole, whole new world for them to have to explore but there's the flip side also is that there, there's new category or new categories equals new questions that are more surface level yeah uh, exactly easier, the more surface, surface level, level of the question questions so yeah. you know, both hands both sides so yeah um <laughs> I, I feel like uh, the idea of I like that. <laughs> Single movie. <laughs> Golden Eye. X, um, equilibrium. Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship, Fellowship of the Ring. Ronan. Uh, well, Paul, I was kind of curious. I remember uh, listening to like top 10 Lord of the Rings characters from the action mm. guys. Mm. <laughs> and I remember talking to Lucas about it just the other day. And I was like, I can't believe Boromir is their number one they, <laughs> and they were like unanimously, obviously. Oh, they love Boromir like, like nobody business. That is their I, love of their life, pretty much. Yeah, and I, it, it's because, <laughs> like, is it Kelsey? Like, do you think it's because we're girls? Is it like we don't? I'm like middle uh, ground there. I like Boromir, all right. I th- I think he deserves to be in the top ten, yeah. but not unanimously the number one choice. Like, I feel like it's like. I'm sorry, above Arwen? Above... I'll put her above Arwen. Arwen? Okay, that, that, sure, I can can understand that, but I mean, there's so... I mean, like, above, like, Mary, above Pippin, above Samwise? I will say it's funny that I... Before I saw the Action Guys thing, I would not have put them up there, but I gotta tell you, Ben and Drew, when they argue passionately about something... They tend to win me over later, or at least like increase. Well, yeah. Like, Warmer definitely climbed up the charts after I heard they're, that. Because like, really like, let's, let's be honest. Uh, ben, the question is Does Boromir, is Boromir the, from Lord of the Rings, does, does he deserve to be the number one favorite? The greatest character in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the That's what the action guys love. Ben and Drew love Boromir. <laughs> Boromir's death scene is their favorite in the entire. Lord of the Rings saga, hands above, down. Yeah, exactly. Above Smeagol slash Gollum, above Arwen, above, I mean, Aragorn, above Samwise. I'm. I, I it's, top five. Number top five. Whether in. I'd say I can take it. I'm okay with yeah. someone being like, yeah, top. Personally, it's just someone I really connected to. It, fi- it, it fits like, in. But above all these amazing characters. It fits in there. It fits in their mo. It fits in their mo. <laughs> the swordsman of the fellowship, little little middle earth. I think it's about the swordsman. The, I think he. They love. They love what it is about Boromir for them. It's the here. It's the flawed hero 
who has Glad redemption. Around you, don't stop yelling. People hear you. Who has redemption? The flawed hero that has redemption. <laughs> that uh, he has a great death scene where he gets to acknowledge Aragorn as his father, like a father figure in a way. Okay. Uh, and they, Ben loves that kind of stuff. Too. Ben's all okay. about the father figure. So, so if that's the case, we need to have more discussion about Faramir as a character and everything that he goes through as a character and the complete growth, of, like his growth cycle, you know, throughout the trilogy. I mean, like, come on, dude. But you know what? We're not here to talk about Lord of the Rings. That's I think, funny. honestly, well, I'll interject real quick. I, I, want, I would love to have us do some kind of episode somewhere where we do go in top 10 Lord of the Rings characters. I would love to have that discussion. Is that something, yeah, is that something you guys... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that ben, I will. I will send that to you afterwards. It's AMA Action Movie Anatomy. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we'll send it to you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but is that something you guys? Is that something you guys want to see above Elrond, dude? Love Elrond. Uh, yeah, above Elrond. Um, is is also, but with that in mind, is there any? What else do you guys want to see from Call to Action in general? <laughs> is there any specific kind of content you would love us to see? I know Kelsey is doing so many amazing things. Kelsey, I mean, my girl, I hope to feel it. (laughs) I know something I've always been curious. A long time ago, we kind of voted as a podcast to be just Schmodown content. Like, that was our focus, Schmodown. If you do guys want other things from us or not, like, we'd like your feedback. Well, yesterday's anniversary stream was definitely less Schmodown, more... Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck it was about. Chaos. Uh, <laughs> more chaos. But yeah, no, I think it, it is, like Kelsey said, it is time that maybe we could always revisit that idea to do other like movie related stuff, like ranking Lord of the Rings characters, mm-hmm. for example, or something like that. That's something we could definitely revisit if people would like to see us talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we are going to stay, especially, I think it's easier to talk about this now since Schmodown is a little uh, yeah. lesser at this point. We got lesser to talk about with all the stuff going on. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the are there- we can have little schmo baits, schmo yeah. bait matches in here. <laughs> we could. We could do more I've been wanting to do it. I can't defend my. I have enough schmo baits. Every conversation do. between Paul and I is a schmo bait. Let's be honest. Guys. Pretty much. That's pretty much true. We are walking schmo baits. <laughs> and I'm still undefeated. I feel. I still like I feel. I feel like I'm still undefeated. Absolutely. I mean, but also. <laughs> Uh, voters can be wrong sometimes. I mean, like they voted against uh, me, you know, having Rachel on a road trip. So, you know, they can be wrong. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I can acknowledge that. People can be wrong. It's fine. It's, it's, it's Ghibli, Studio Ghibli, I'm still not 100% sure. Uh, exhibition match, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, be cool. That would be going to go. That'd be great. Um, uh, I don't know what else we'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're all silent because we don't know. I think we yeah. get to be good through yeah. them all at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, always I always want to see. I always want to see more of the. I like my the the franchise ones. Maybe a Stephen King one. Stephen King one that would be my that jam. Could be cool. That could be cool. Be really awesome. horror franchises. Ooh, what about uh, famous cameos? No. Famous. I don't know if we could do a yeah, slice on that. That'd be a little. That'd be a little. That'd be super difficult. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We could, you know, we could. So maybe we will. Maybe we will revisit that at some point. Not on screen right now. We won't go into it anymore further. On we are going now. to have a long discussion but, uh, about it right this second. We do have. <laughs> see, okay, and we need Alex versus Lucas in the Schmobates. I don't know. Um, I don't like, know. If Lucas could handle it. 
I don't, I don't know. It would be, I feel like it'd be incredibly biased because, um, you know, because Lucas, he would require the visualization of his legs. Um, <laughs> in order to beat me. Well, Lucas, yeah, if Lucas shows his legs. It's all over. He beats everybody because he's got the hot gams, as we all know. I mean, I mean, he even whips him out, like right there, hot gams. If you yeah. saw on the show last night, he actually did that. We saw the hot. So, if you haven't seen yesterday's episode, that leg, he does have hot gams. It looks like we have a guest in the background. Shall we bring him yeah. in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's invite him on. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? What's up? Uh, I got called out today uh, for not being on Schmo Bates or Chill to Action or anything. So I thought I'd. <laughs> no, we did this... not call you out. We promise. Somebody no, else I'm, I'm fine. Uh, so, what were you guys talking about? Like, what exhibition match would you guys want to see? Yeah, well, yeah. I think what exhibition match would be fun. What would you want to be in? Yeah. Honestly, like my favorite things about movie trivia are like the in movie questions. Uh, like, not so much like actors, directors, composers, stuff like that, but just like what happens in the actual movie. And I'd love if like the first round of Inner Geekdom would all be just that. Like, I feel like the Inner Geekdom thing could really differentiate itself from regular Schmodown if it was just like, oh, what, like, you know. Like more of like in plot things of like uh like Lord of the Rings, like, oh, you know, what kind of uh armor was Aragorn? What did Aragorn take off Boromir after he died? And it was his um his gauntlets and he wore them. And so like just stuff like that, level where like you have to have seen and really enjoyed the movie to like get into that. So that's why I love that Harry Potter exhibition match, because it was all what spells did they use, what class did they teach, that kind of stuff of where like true movie nerds know that kind of stuff you have the the rain men of ben bateman that can study an imdb page like no one's business and i love and respect him for it and it's obviously worked all the way to a belt and you know one of the greatest matches we've ever seen to to lose the belt you know one question away but i still do like i have that like um because i know nerd chronic and video drew have been doing those quizzes on their stream yeah. And I felt like those those quizzes are more in that vein of like just really watching the movie. I almost feel like that'd be an interesting idea is to actually use video. I mean, I don't want to steal their idea for Showdown, for yeah. but having exhibition matches on one specific movie. Like, they've been taking that. And that's a really mm-hmm. deep dive. You get somebody who really loves Ghostbusters or really yeah. loves whatever and go at it. See who knows right. the movie. And that's that how you well. put it, the, form, the, the format change. Um, because, I mean, obviously, like right now, um, uh, like I, I feel like a one pointer, a one pointer is like who's the director or who's the composer kind of thing. But I feel like it's um, you can go into like bigger plot points in the one point point questions. I but think your questions are much more in like and beyond are much more in depth. Like you're talking about, yeah. so they would have to get even more difficult than they already are after the second round if that makes sense i think maybe like the first round you could have like eight questions and one question could be actors one question could be characters one question could be you know like uh cert like first act second act third act stuff like that uh you know vehicles weapons and upgrades and stuff like that could be a category where you break the movie down into certain categories and then, and it could only be two rounds, and you could then you just have four really tough deep dive questions of like what you know, so like you know, Civil War, or like we have like so many end games of three hour movie. You don't think yeah. you could come up with three rounds of one game of end game? Just have a yeah, an end game match. That's all. You, that's all you have it, and you you have to watch end game 
over and over <laughs> and over. And it's just like, what insult does Tony Stark call Thor? Calls him Lebowski. What does Rhodey say uh, Ro- uh, Thor has pumping through his veins? Cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Like, <laughs> and just like, just stuff like that where it's, it is mm-hmm. fun to see like, oh yeah, I've seen Endgame. I know these lines. It's not, you know, who scored Endgame or who the cinematographer was it. And it's just like, I, and I love that. And I, I, I respect, because Smets is on the inner geekdom level as well, of knowing lore questions and knowing all the technical IMDB stuff. And that's what makes him such a great player. Same with uh, Rachel Cushing and Mike Kalinowski. That's what separates them. And like that's why they're either competing for titles all the time or defending titles all the time. And but it's I think it'd still be fun for people, you know, like we saw the the DC DCEU question with Kalinowski of like, oh, like everyone seemed to know those like, oh, who directed Man of Steel? Who drew like um, but the, like fun questions of like, uh, uh, what's his, David Harbour was in what DCEU movie as uh, a random senator? Suicide Squad. So it's like you still have those kind of varying questions of like. They might be surface level, but then, you know, third round, you really get into the deep plot points, something that, oh, uh, that that time in Thor the Dark World, what? That? Let's have a Thor the Dark World match and see who wins that. Watch the, <laughs> exactly. The winner of that is the real loser, actually. <laughs> like, that should be a punishment for losing another match, maybe. <laughs> yeah, dude. My power went out the other day, and I downloaded Thor the Dark World on Disney Plus for the Atlanta trip, and that's all I had to watch, and... Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough movie to watch. Even when you have no other options because your power's blacked out. It is, it's, you know, it's almost best to just sit there in the darkness. Oh, poor Chris Eccleston. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, like, there's like, I can't remember. There's been like several actors that played the doctor in the movies. In like, doctor. Like, doctor Who? Yeah. I mean, like, there's yeah. like, like a bunch of them, like Doc Eccleston, uh, Kate, what's her face? David Tennant. Tennant. Um, well, I got, I got that Middle Earth question. I yeah, Radagast. Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy. Yeah, Radagast. Finally uh, that one. Yeah, but there, I mean, there's a lot of people. I can't remember her name. I feel bad. She's all in blue. I feel awful. Oh, new doctor? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know her name either. The new I, doctor? Jodie Whittaker? No. No, no, no. I mean, I, uh, no, she was she was a guardian. She was a guardian. Oh, uh, Karen Gillum? Kelly Gillum, yes. Very oh, good. you're not. Oh, not. I thought you were just talking about the doctors oh, yeah, themselves. No, yeah, yeah. Doctor doctor, she's, not a, she, she's not the doctor, but I mean, yeah, yeah she's like. Yeah, I always, always love in uh, in questions like this. Harry Potter alumni started this. Was like that. That doesn't help. All of the <laughs> has been in Harry Potter. Get that, out of here. That British actor. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, so I write every day, every day I try to make like a good like 30 or 40 questions like from some category, whether it be like directors or, or heck, comic book movies, mm-hmm. all the way to rom-coms, whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny Marshall questions actually was a category I was working on earlier today. But um, specifically, it's, it's, it can be really, I don't like to say it can be really difficult. But I mean, like the purpose of like the first round is that they're supposed to be easy. I mean, oh, yeah. supposed not supposed to be like super easy where like I'm writing this question for the purpose of that person getting the, getting the point. But it should be like, as like a general film goer, you know, that actively watches movies, they for should sure. be able, they should be should at least try to like get some more close to this answer. And that's, like, that's that, definitely, yeah. Oh. 
Go oh, no, go ahead, Paul. This is your show. Don't let me. No, no, that's right. You're the guest. I'm glad. I, I, uh, just like I had PJ on uh, on Thursday, and uh, it's always great. Like, PJ's one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet. Love PJ. Um, and we were talking about that. It's just like us in this space, we have made this our job. We have made this our thing that we love movies and we love watching movies. Mm-hmm. So, yes, these round one questions are fucking T-ball. Just like knock them out of the park. And you're supposed to. You're supposed to engage this audience of people that are, you know, walking around the mall. It's like, oh, what do you – there's no sports going on. Let's watch this movie trivia. But if they watch this round one and it's like, who directed this 1975 horror classic that was released on three screens in Italy? It's like, oh, cool. So this is only for the, the smarts. And it's William the same Bibiana. with Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. Yeah, it's only for Bibbs. Bibbs are just playing himself. <laughs> And it's, but it's like you have the you have the hundred dollar answers slash questions for Jeopardy, and then you have the daily doubles. Then you have the thousand dollar questions in round two. That's when you get the deep pulls. When you're like, yeah. "Damn, Ken Jennings, you are a genius!" <laughs> and that's what the round three questions are. That's what the five pointers are for. Like Adam Witt, I always I loved Adam. Like I was rooting for Sean because he's in the den with me. Right. But everybody in the studio, including Sean's girlfriend clapped when shot when adam wood got that five pointer like three repeats and then he pulled it out of nowhere and it was amazing and like that's what you love to see that's what you play the schmodown for and like that's what you watch the schmodown for it's like you know what i can play long in round one but then you get to see the true knowledge of like who knows if ScarJo? You might know ScarJo. You might know movie quotes. You might know Sam Jackson, but you don't know what it's gonna be. And that's where you get the obscure knowledge. That's where you get like you know Chance Ellison, who has shown himself to be a true freak of nature at this game. And just like you wonder what his weakness is. Does he have one? We're gonna find out. I sound like BoJack Horseman right there. <laughs> <laughs> what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. <laughs> I, I would love to see a um um. A movie trivia show similar to Schmodown, um, only with uh, Jeopardy style. Jeopardy yeah. format. I would love that. It would be like categories. It would be like it would be like ScarJo and comic book movies. Another one would be like seventies horror thriller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it I really do like that of like one movie. Stuff. Yeah, I yeah. like the idea of I one do. movie also. I think that's a yeah cool for these idea. exhibition matches. But I and I get it because like um, even for like something like Harry Potter. A lot of people don't tune into those, even if they're Patreon matches, just like, oh, I'm I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, so I don't want to watch a Harry Potter. And it's the same thing with the round one. It's like, oh, I don't know these Harry Potter questions because maybe they are deep and, and lore based or something. Yeah. It's like, ah, so I'm going to tune out. And same with horror. Like those horror, that horror exhibition was insane. Right. Even watching it in studio, I was like, oh, I, li- I like horror movies. OK, I think. I, and then like. I don't know who started Hellraiser 3, the third lead stunt actor. Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that one. Yeah. So you, you got to find the balance. And I really feel the writers. And I know like there's that the controversy from earlier today. And I talked to PJ about it. I was we were all joking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's always going to be of like, oh, is that a five pointer? Was that hard enough? Right. But as long as it sticks like with the five pointer stuff, then maybe I'm OK with it without, you know, them calling out the writers by name, which I really think we need to do away with. Yeah, but uh, but like there's always going to be because it's so subjective. A five-pointer for me is not going to be a five-pointer for Bibbs. Yeah. It's not going to be a five-pointer for Ben. Like, if it is a deep cut, you know, Ben and Drew talked about the Patriot. If it is a deep cut Mel Gibson Patriot thing, 
they're going to get it right away. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, what is the first word that the daughter says in the Patriot? It's daddy. Then someone's going to get that. But Bibbs, who has this vast array of knowledge, maybe put the Patriot on the back burner because who knows when the Patriot is going to be a five-point question. He's probably more focusing on Suspiria. Exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing, like, going into that, like, RB3's five-pointer. I had no idea. He had no idea. But Bibbs was like, oh, yeah, that was Vincent Price. He he just got it because Bibbs is a horror expert. That's his Mm -hmm. his wheelhouse. Bateman has always made that distinction pretty well. I can't remember exactly how he words it, but it's the the difference between having deep cut knowledge of a movie versus like that's the five point. It's not a specific way because it's always going to be subjective, but there could almost be a guideline for what it should be. Like you should have to have seen this or should have to have like, but it's kind of level that you can get there, but uh, it's still kind of a work in progress. I feel at this point. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, I I do agree with that. That I do think a five pointer should be. You've had to see the movie. You can't read the plot synopsis. You can't read IMDb. You've had to see the movie. But even today, I I was like skimming over a uh, Roca verse guy, and it was a director question. But it's a director of a movie maybe you haven't heard of. Or no, it was like who directed, and they did. It was like the Nick and Nora question. He gave Tom Hardy stars in this political thriller about a Soviet, you know, so and so something. And it's, uh, what is it? Yeah, Child 44. 44. I didn't know it. And I was like, that's so, like, you wouldn't think just based on giving the entire synopsis of the, of the whole movie and the leading actor, like on paper, if you tell me, Hey, I'm going to give you the whole plot or like basically the movie tagline, Mm -hmm. uh, the plot line and the leading actor, can you get it? I'll be like nine out of 10 times. I can get it. That's the one right there. That's the five pointer question right there. Well, so I know Drew Guy, he even, like, mentioned, I remember him talking about on the action guys. It feels like forever and a day and ago when they were part of Collider. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Like, it's, like, it's kind of weird. I'm like, it feels like years ago, honestly, with everything going on. Um, but I remember they were talking about talking about their favorite horror movies of the decade. And they're referring to specifically The Descent. And um, Guy, mm. in particular, he's talking about how The Descent from, like, 2002 Six. or, like, 2006, yeah. Yeah, 2006. It's one of his favorite horror movies ever. So it's mine too. It's a great movie. Yeah. But and he says as it it's like a movie he loves watching like every year kind of thing. You know, with his family and all that good stuff. He knows that movie backwards and forwards. But when he was given that movie in Schmodown, he was given the plot in the year. We still couldn't get he it. Couldn't get it. He couldn't he pull it out of it. It's <laughs> tough, man. Yeah. Like, it's and especially like people always say, you know, oh, is it easier playing from home? The main thing about being easier, it's not the lights, it's not the pressure, it's being able to read the question. Being yeah, able yeah. to read Absolutely. the question on screen, you I mean, yes, like people use repeats mostly to like stall for time to think, but honestly, like sometimes you just don't hear it, or you, you know, um, like uh in our in the the pride match, like I legitimately forgot all the multiple choice. And so I was like, uh, we get a free one, like because they're all, you know, Adam Sandler BFFs, like that's right. who stars yeah. in this movie. So I'm like, all right, so it's either it's either David Spade, Kevin James, Steve Buscemi, like you can list them all, yeah. but it's like I need I need it one more time. Right. So just yeah. being able to read the question on screen is so such an advantage. Mm-hmm. Like I wish we could have like a t- if we had a teleprompter up there, like but you could still use a JTE just for time. Like everyone would be scoring over twenty every single game. 
I totally agree because a lot of people learn that way. Some people are auditory, but a lot of people will just they they let they hear it and they need to see it as well. Um, yeah, like when I play on stream, I'm like I'm doing this because if I'm reading the thing on my my computer, it's such an advantage. It's right. such, even if I don't know the answer, I'm like, yeah, God, something sounds so familiar. What? But <laughs> what up, Robert? How you doing? But but yeah, yeah and, and like obviously the lights and the pressure go into it, but honestly, like. 90 percent is just be, it's just the simplicity of being able to read the question yeah um, I feel like there's got to be a way to do yeah. that there's got to be a way to have be able to do that somehow but like, i'm sure it's a budget thing or no no you can't dean they just it's just and especially when you have like mark and christian who have obviously a great rapport ken and mark on the desk cracking jokes like it's yeah. great for people at home because like yes you can't have 15 seconds of dead air i totally get it but when Mark is saying, I used to spend my Samars in West Virginia, I'm dying laughing on stage trying to think of an answer. And I'm just like, God, Mark, I love you, but shut up for a second. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, it's very, it kind of like takes you out of the moment. Like, what? Yeah. Well, that's why Christian definitely came up with the idea yeah. that you can't talk during the during the questions anymore. Some people have been doing that, I guess, a few times, like during the questions, there have been a little taunting up thing going yeah. on around too. And that makes sense to me. Like, that, does, that takes it a little too far as far as. I mean, that takes the sport out of it. Taunting in between yeah. questions, go right the fuck ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's kind of a weird thing because um, I know with your match, obviously, that just just came up last week, obviously. It was like a, one of those matches where it really – if you're really confident in your character and everything, obviously, I mean – you can really, you can really kind of talk about it and everything. You can really kind of do some quips here and there, obviously. But um, doing that while actively competing, like coming up with the quits, going back and forth, and everything, while like thinking, trying to figure out an answer and everything, it can be very, very difficult. Because yeah. um, you know, I mean, sometimes like what, like the moment you you get done with, you know, the moment you get done reading, like uh, not reading, but like like answering questions or whatever, then you go into the character again. And like, and vice versa, obviously, the moment you get into a game where you need to start, you know, answering questions, you take the character out of what you're kind of trying to think about. And I mean, this thing like Vinny, Vinny Mancuso is one of the funniest people. Like I had met him that day and he was so nice. He was so funny. And then like, I don't know if you saw Kaiser's little promo vid for the dungeon where Vinny like doesn't cry at Mystic Pizza. Like I'm crying laughing. And this guy's sitting there next to me in a denim vest, drinking a margarita out of a pitcher. And I am like, oh, I'm a, I'm a heel. I need to be mean to this person, but I just want to hang out with this guy. And so it's tough. A margarita? That's what we want to know. That's a real question. Or is he, it with like lime Kool-Aid? No. that it, Like, I mean, I even asked that because I didn't see him in the promo and stuff. I met him literally backstage right before we went on. But if you watch the promo, it's frozen in there. It's It's a frozen margarita. And then like... It's really hot in that studio, so it melted pretty fast. <laughs> but uh, it was a real frozen margarita, and it's so funny. Like uh, you saw people commenting because we filmed it a while ago, but you know we just premiered it with everything going on. People were like, "Why is he sharing this drink?" I'm like, "Guys, relax, relax. <laughs> this is not this is not current. This was not a live. This was not a live stream." <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's... Sad. We only have like yeah. what eight left now, seven left, something like that. Before, we'll yeah, you know, uh, like May fifteenth is is till we have matches Maybe. for okay. now that we we're doing one a week, which I like. Like, I it you know it sucks that uh, we only release on Patreon on Monday, so we can't talk about it like on Tuesday on backstage. And I get it, I I, I get why, but like you know, 
well, hoping, you know, that's that's the goal. And hopefully this whole thing doesn't set set us back too far. Is that like we want to get to that point of like uh, it's it's pay-per-view. So if you can get it, that's awesome. If not, you just you got to stay off Twitter. You got to not watch backstage that day. And granted, like I'm totally fine with not talking about it on SCN. But if if we're doing full spoilers on backstage, you just got to wait. I yeah. think absolutely you got to be able to do yeah. You have to be able to do spoilers. Otherwise, you're yeah. waiting a long time for that. Yeah, a full week. And I get it with everything going on right now. Um, absolutely. And, yeah, I was going to say that's what makes Andrew Guy such a good player. That's what makes Tom. Tom is crazy that he can he can be this and mm-hmm. still get a still get a perfect round and still get 35 points. <laughs> yeah. and, it's nuts. Right? and same with video Drew. Like, like – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, like – it was lawn show one lawn just walking into studio. I was like, uh, sir. Oh, oh, sorry, lawn. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> okay, I, I love that lawn has done two characters. Campa, that she does. All these people, they obviously they do break kayfabe. If you ever have are are able to participate in Video Drew's live streams, she is she is actually very sad that some people like legitimately think that's the way she is in real life. <laughs> well but because i remember chatting with her and she's like she she told me she's like yeah like someone put up made a post on the mts page that saying that they're scared of me alex why do you do you think people are actually scared of me still i thought i broke it months ago and i was like no no one's actually scared (laughs) are you sure I don't want anyone to actually be scared of me. Well, I, so, well, I think it goes back to that. <laughs> was their first match against Paul and um, Zipper? Was that their? Was that Looney Bin's first match? Uh, Paul and okay. well, I just remember like the moment where like Drew like tries to hug both of them and they both like kind of scurry away. Like I feel like <laughs> that was such a benchmark for video yeah. Drew is that like she just had that intimidating like crazy aura, but. After they almost broke the team's record, like right. they took Zipper and Oyama to the wire that game. Right. I, I I thought they had it, I, and they got a tough five pointer about Matilda, but um, but they had that game in the bag. They did. They really did. That's that's tough. I mean, I remember. I mean, some people really buy into these things that some people don't understand the kayfabe. So even now, it was even worse before. I mean, people used to think Ben and I'm Drew one of them were the I, biggest I, assholes ever sure. play a game. Then they went over to saw Action Movie and Admiral, like. Wait, this is Ben and Drew. This is he's. I mean, that's that's my Andrew guy story. Is that when he, I can't remember what match he came into film, but it was like last summer when I was being an intern there and just kind of helping out, and I was just running around, and he came up to me and he was like, "Hey, I'm Andrew." I was like, "Oh, hey, I'm Ben. I'm, I'm new here." He's like, "Yeah, I usually like to hang out here just so everyone knows I'm not actually an asshole." And like that's <laughs> that's the first thing to me, and I was like. Well, it worked because, and I, I was always like, okay, this is an act. This is an act. But, you know, I'm such a big Dan Merle fan before I met Dan Merle. So, like, that match was like, oh, this this son of a bee. And then, but it was honestly the free-for-all. Son of a bee. Yeah. Put your dukes up. <laughs> Bully day. But, uh, but it was honestly, it was the free-for-all. And even yeah. Drew says he went, like, a little too far of, like, no, like you're gonna have some random dude win this after forty round. No one gives a fuck. And I was like, <laughs> "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. He's the best. Yeah, and but that's the thing. Like once you when you go over to act, when you go into literally anything else that Andrew guy does, you know he's a sweetheart. You know he's a big old teddy bear. Uh, and that's what. And that's why I was like, okay, yeah, you need to be an actor because you're really, really good at this. Like because you're really convincing and like. 
and only he can make that turn into dastardly. Only he can do it. And just like at the drop of a hat, you'd be like, you know what? I don't want to be a heel anymore. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And right? everyone's like, you know what? I'm with you. I get yeah. it. <laughs> it's funny. We watched, we just actually watched on the action guys at the rewind on their Patreon. They watched the match where they had finally called Jen Sturger Jessica for the first time. And it's such pure gold how he does work these <laughs> interviews. And then you see Devin there, though, you wonder how is Drew going to handle a face turn or whatever going from heel to face? And he does it so well that he still is able to have the zingers. But he does it in such a great way. I don't think way. you think that when that looks the way you think it looks, Mike. It's not your fault. It's not. Yeah. Your fault. Well, Mike, you're over there. You're doing good. You're deep throwing that lollipop. <laughs> and it, it's not like he's not even saying it in a mean way. He's just talking, and he's just oh, it's so perfect. And we, there's some cutscenes, guys, that we got, and there's. They are A plus content, and I can't wait for you guys to see them. Oh, I'm excited! I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah. I like that too. I think that. But talking about fans in kayfabe, I, and you're you saying that too. Like it seems like sometimes the players don't understand. Because I know Drew said that before. Like that Dan was like pissed at him for a while, and like mm-hmm. people get pissed. They don't. They don't even understand how how the kayfabe works, and they can't handle it. Um. So how has that been like for for you? I mean, you know what's going on? So yeah. And I mean, I with, you know, with Mara coming on backstage and, you know, talking about like, you know, they had pre pre existing conditions of like what what they were going to do during the match. She knew that like, okay, Mike is going to talk his shit before, you know, the promos before the interviews after. And that Mm -hmm. that was fine. She just didn't like it during the match. And granted, like some of the stuff in our match, like I, you know, when I play video games and I'm like, you know playing call of duty or something i talk shit online to like people in the twitch chat but i'm not like in my mic calling someone like a so-and-so like you know hoping they go cry like you know there's always that meme of like you really became a man in a call of duty modern warfare 2 lobby because there was no mute button you had to take every single insult and you just had to just take it on your chin right but so i i am for maybe like a little smack talking between rounds between questions uh, like friendly banter or something like that. But there definitely is a line of like too far. And, you know, if you, and especially me, even being a heel, if I'm, you know, if I'm beating Who's someone, oh, right. Who who would have guessed? You know, Alice doesn't know what a heel is. There's an ongoing thing. Alice doesn't know what a heel is. Really. <laughs> but it's just like, if I, if I'm beating someone like by a lot, you know, if that happens in any of my upcoming singles matches or something, I'm not going to kick them while they're down. Like, that's just not who I am as a competitor. Like, I've played sports my whole life. I've never been that person. But, you know, if I play another heel and I heard what they were saying on Twitter, if I heard what say they were saying in their promo, I, like, you know, I tossed a bagel to RB3 afterwards because I knew he was going to call me Bagel Boy. I knew, like... It was it was telegraphed a mile away, so I had that in my pocket. I didn't say anything. I just waited for it because I didn't know how the match was going to go, and it was a really close match, a one-point victory, and the, that's all I did. I didn't make a big show of it. I just slid my bagel. I was like, choke on that, and that's all I said. <laughs> and, that's, and that was it. That's all I needed to do, and that's, and that's my favorite kind of smack talking is like not not overtly just like in your face. It's just it's getting that, you know, that, you know, like a, that, uh, that ninja knife, just like – and Slide then they don't there. realize it until like 10 minutes later and they go. 
and the blood comes. <laughs> like Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade when the gun exactly. goes off. Well, I, was, I do want to ask if that's the case. I mean, I do know that some competitors they like to use that to their advantage. They they like to use that back and forth and kind of character smack talk, even like during the match itself. I mean, like just I know we keep going back to the you know uh, Merle guy match, but mm-hmm. I mean he that was a prime example about him doing that smack talk in the middle of the match really got into Merle's head at the time. Obviously that would never happen now. Um, you know, cause I mean like competitors are much more comfortable with it, yeah. you know, and it's almost expected to a certain degree. But uh, do you feel like it's, uh, it's almost bad manners to do it now versus before it's been a strategy, but um, now I, like expected. So people don't do it as much. I mean, like I, I really don't feel like anybody generally dislikes each, anyone off camera so if someone did come up to me and say, hey, like, I'm not, you know, you know, if Mar, if I play Mar in Inner Geekdom and she says, hey, I'm not, I'm not into the the, the smack talking or the kayfabe, I'm going to respect that. Mm-hmm. But if someone doesn't and I'm supposed to be a heel, maybe I'll slide in one or two. It's, you really have to, it's a case by case basis. And there's no like, you know, flat out answer. There's no like, you know, black and white answer to this. You have to read the room. You have to read the context of what you say to the person when you say it, what's going on. Cause like, you know, if I'm, if I, if I play Roka, who I love to death, I love John Roka. And this, you know, this isn't going to happen because I'm not playing Roka anytime soon. But if I'm beating Roka by 10 points going into the third round, I'm going to say something. Cause it's Roka. Right. Cause Roka never misses an opportunity. And you saw it on Twitter today with a conversation that didn't have anything to involve with him. He took a shot and I respect <laughs> him for it. Cause that's John. That's who John is. That's John's game. That's exactly what you're talking about, Alex. And I totally get it. Is that. John is that kind of player to, you know, not kick someone while they're down, but not let them get back up. Right. Just be like, you know what? I'm going to drive this nail home and it's over. You so see someone are, shook. Yeah. So it seems like it depends on the person. Yeah. Exactly. Like I obviously you, you wouldn't do that to like Rachel Cushing or, or well, more. That's actually, a, that's actually a point. I'm sorry to interject. Yeah. Alex, specifically about that. I wonder in a related, how much Christian can get, gets involved involved in that at one point ben brought this up a while ago I, i'm gonna i'm trying to paraphrase this I'm, I'm hoping this is right it was the match against the shire wolves where i believe christian kind of told ben and drew and said you know like go easy on them in the pre pre-game or, don't, yeah, don't. or and ben and drew yeah, kind of felt like it kind of like took them took them off their game because they're kind of like well this is my i, I can't go easy on the heel this is how i this is what we do and so they kind of felt like they were walking eggshells and almost like threw them off a little bit. Like, you know, I feel like that was such a special case because the Shire Wolves, it was because they were just getting hammered online. Very true. Because Very true. Drew and Sam, uh, you know, retired as champs. They right. never play them for champs. And even after the Shire Wolves won, people weren't giving them credit, even though Clark and Rachel are legitimately movie trivia geniuses. And right. anyone doubts them, like, they've never watched the game. They never watched Clark play all the way through. They'd never watched Rachel almost win a 2v1 match. Like... They just don't know anything about the game. And, you know, ignorance uh, ignorance is the loudest voice in the room, unfortunately. It's mm-hmm. those people that are leaving the, the the comments on YouTube in all caps of these women don't belong in this in this space. Like they don't they don't they didn't earn these belts and right. yada, yada, yada. So I feel like that was a very specific, special situation of like you didn't want two dudes in suits on stage hammering the these like champions and like adding that fuel to the fire. Like I felt like that was a very special situation because Rachel, Rachel and Clark have been through hell and back when Absolutely. it comes to that stuff and they can handle themselves. Like it, it had nothing to do with, you know, them, you know, 
being little snowflakes or anything with what people wanted to say that day. Um, but it was, it was literally just about like the brand of the Schmodown is supporting uh, Clark and Rachel about them being champions. And Ben and Guy are the best smack talkers, you know, the, the trivia has ever seen along with Roka. Those three are like, you know, S, S level tier up there. But they wanted to keep the smack talking to about the game, not about them themselves. And that's where I feel like sometimes it crosses the line is that it becomes way too personal. It becomes like, oh, you as a person are A, B, and C, not your game as a competitor is A, B, and C. People can, you know, knock my game all they want. I am a rookie. I've only played two matches. Say what you want um, about uh, whatever. But you you, got to keep it in the game. But yeah, uh, I'll get out of your hair, guys. This is your show. I'm oh, taking oh. over too much. Oh, no. Um, but we actually um, – we do have someone actually also in the shadows, actually Jake. He wants to pop in Okay. really quick. Oh. This is going to get dangerous, I feel. <laughs> Jake, you're oh, muted. muted. <laughs> starting, oh. starting off oh, very good, wrong. Jake. Keep going. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. Keep it up. Let me help you there. We can't hear you, man. You're can't muted. Unmute. I can't unmute you. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I don't like this. Jay, go put a hat on, please. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm oh, shook right now. Fuck up, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I. I need to call you out on your shit right now. Oh boy, okay, you go. said that you were scared to come on Schmobates because you didn't know the history of the Schmodown, but you just spent the last five, ten minutes going over the history of the Schmodown. I'm at the storylines. I don't, like, I've watched every match. I've, like, but I was that guy that fast-forwarded 20 minutes to play movie trivia. That's how much of a nerd I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would have been a good bet. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it too. <laughs> no, but like I, 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 I get what you mean, Jake. I just don't know the the storylines and like the cutscenes. Like I legit, I've gone back and watched those. To, on- you don't need to know the fucking storyline <laughs> scenes. All you need to know is what has happened, and apparently, you know what's happened because you've spent the last few months fucking watching all the Schmodown matches. I would say you need to know the characters. You just need to know the people involved. That's he does. He does know the characters. That's what I'm saying. He does know the Honestly, people that okay. have been involved because he's spent the last few matches on Twitch, you know, whoring himself out for money. <laughs> yeah, you're damn right. Have you seen this economy, Jake? I'm not essential. I'm not essential. You got to do to pay those bills. That's right. Okay, so, ten bucks. PayPal. No, no, yeah. Speaking of that, we're starting to have a stream lab soon at some point. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, basically, uh, Ben said he was scared to come on Schmobates because I didn't say scared, you fucking gaslighter. <laughs> Put a hat on and go turn a light on, Jake. You <laughs> son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean, Ben. Oh, David B. That's all a- I need, David B. That's all I need. No, okay, now, okay, Jake, um, Ben, I'm going to clarify, as the one that runs my baits, <laughs> um, it's like, honestly, when it comes to that, honestly, I don't think you have to, um, I have had, actually had competitors being like, I don't know if I could argue it, um, or judge it, just because I don't have uh, knowledge of it, honestly, when it comes down to it, uh, 
people that do judge on Schmobates, they don't technically need to. I mean, it's not about them calling people out on their shit when it comes to arguments. Usually I do that for you guys. <laughs> ben versus Jim. There you go. This is actually Jake, I saw you um guys. I saw you tout um, your love for Boondock Saints. One v one me in a Boondock Saints movie trivia schmodown. Oh, oh I, I will fuck you up. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Okay, this is awesome. the purpose of the show. Any is day of the week. But Boot okay. Saints is a not good movie, guys. Wow. What? <laughs> Welcome to Alex's Hot Takes. It's not a hot take. It's not a good movie. It, it, feels, like, it feels like the culture has slowly turned against Boondock Saints. Like, it's, yeah. about, it's about a pair of vigilant, vigilante brothers that speak Latin and in a whole bunch of other languages just because they can and they're assholes about it and they're pretentious and they're snobby with their like trying to be like oh no one else can know our languages because we're brothers and we were raised by the catholic church <laughs> yeah, you we're gonna, this movie's a period piece <laughs> <laughs> I know the 90s were a while ago, Alex. They weren't that long ago. (laughs) These are two... Guys, in 1940s, 1940s Sabrina versus 1990s Alex. They don't like what locals are doing, so they just decide to just kill a whole bunch of people. Just, I do agree oh, that we're gonna just shoot up. Just I do agree that the hostage that are in the way, and it's. I do not, agree that that uh, the porn shop place well. is not. It doesn't age well. The it porn really These I, poor guys, like one guy's a mafia boss. I get that, but these poor guys just went to go watch some porn or some lady strip, and they get killed for it. I was like, like, jeez. Like, what, a, what a terrible way to die! You have like your dick in your hand in a porn shop. You're like, oh. <laughs> maybe that happy? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> the, do the strippers have to die too? I mean, like, what's the purpose for? No, Alex, they didn't kill the stripper. They only sexually assaulted her while she was passed out. That's true. Oh, the man, you're right. Oh my god, damn. <laughs> it's just like the matrix like i love the matrix whoa 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 no i whoa, love whoa, matrix, whoa, whoa, whoa. no i again i love the matrix but after rewatch i mean i remember this episode where they kind of in, in light of today's like with shootings and everything it's about if you look at from a certain point of view these a handful of guys they go into a, a building clad in leather and they're just like you know we're just going to shoot up all these random people <laughs> Because well, I, I know I can answer that one. I can answer that one. You, you can't answer shit. <laughs> Jake, uh Jake, you're still muted, bud. You're still muted. Sorry. <laughs> can't hear you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, one more time there, bud. Uh, yeah, you through. you mute me one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did not I, I did me. This? Not me. That was not God me. Damn it, Paul. <laughs> but the only reason they shot up the security guards was because every security guard could become an agent. That's sure. why they killed yeah, all the people. But they said every person could become an agent. There was a there was a little girl at what point in the movie that became an agent. That's true. Mm-hmm. That was like eight years old. Are you going to kill eight year old little girls now too? Yes. Wait, what? Yes. Movie <laughs> no, absolutely. In the Matrix, there is an eight-year-old little girl. Who gives a fuck about that? 
Hang on. Boondog Saints. Dead. It's just like it's <laughs> from current perspective, you can argue that it almost promotes vigilantism and also promotes like this idea that if you're going to have situations, you need to approach it like a this kind of superhero kind of mentality, like nothing bad is gonna happen. Well that that's what I like about the end of it. Like that's the one kind of it, he almost tries to save himself at the, I'm talking about Boondock Saints with like all the news interviews and granted all those extras are the worst fucking actors on the fucking planet. Like they're so bad. bad. They're bad. You know yeah. what? They're killing for good, man. They're killing for good. It's like, yeah, you're definitely a bystander there, buddy. Let uh, me do that, that's his, that's his shining moment right there. But they do try and address that of like people. They do say there's going to be, you know, three posters, Batman, Superman, and these saints. Like there's, I, I do like that that scene in the movie, and that definitely holds up. But yeah, I mean, no, no one in the '90s could predict that there was legitimately going to be a mass shooting every single yeah. week. And like, I like, you know, even watching, it was so weird watching that IMAX trailer for Tenant. That the one scene they decide to put in the fucking trailer is someone taking over a theater with AK-47s. Right. Yeah. I was legit. Like, I was like. Who fucking chose this? Because I'm legitimately uncomfortable now. This is yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucked up. Now, now that being said, something that, you know, I know Garth is like, oh, are you, why are you so against vigilantes and do you hate Batman? Now, the difference between these two is that one, there's it obviously it takes place in this kind of sci-fi fantasy world, but the thing is, if it's done in such a in such a way where it, it's very um, I don't want to say focus on realism because obviously these movies are not focused on realism. Boondock Saints is, I don't want to say it's very achievable, but it's not focused. It's not in this sci-fi fantasy world. It is. No, it is very achievable. Like, I mean, granted, they're not going to be spinning it's from the roof, like and yeah, shooting everybody, but it's not, it's based in reality in a real place. But, and, but um, didn't you just shoot yourself in the foot for your matrix argument then? No, <laughs> That. I, mean, like, I, I love that movie, but it's it doesn't hold up in that aspect because of it. And I love that movie. I really do. But it has a lot of problems, you know, that doesn't age well, unfortunately, just like a lot of movies, especially from that era. Are you talking I feel about like that's Matrix now. Matrix. I think she's talking about the Matrix. And I feel like that's that's why there's like a specific yeah. moment when Trinity like does the whole dodge this and she shoots him in the head yeah. and you've never seen until that moment that the agent returns back to the pilot that he took over. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of them making up for it. That's why we killed all those security guards. Cause those security guards, they don't know anything about the yeah. agents or the matrix or who they're guarding. They're just, it's a day job. They're getting minimum wage and they just got oozied and karate chopped in the face out of nowhere. Um, so yeah. I feel like that's literally the, a point in the movie, and I feel like that's why it's so well directed and written, is I that agree. there's a, a a specific moment in the movie where like, oh, like even though Morpheus explained it at the beginning, so much has happened, and you're taking in so much info about this brand new world that they needed to physically show you that when a person dies, they return back to their human form, yeah. and they're no longer the agent. I, I love that Ben thinks that he knows shit. <laughs> Jake is just on here to give you shit, Ben. <laughs> I mean, I, I came on here to fucking challenge you about boondock, boondock saints, and now you're spitting all this. Well, this it's shit. Well, about- I mean, it, I <laughs> Jake, someone it. write some questions. Someone write me some boondock saints questions. I'll go. I'll go Iron Man match against Jake for boondock saints. I've oh, seen that. I grew up I on that. Down. Honestly. <laughs> 
that? Oh my gosh, Ben. Okay, as someone that's competing actively, um, are you guys allowed to participate? <laughs> are you guys allowed to participate in exhibition matches or even like Iron Man matches, like in these settings for fun? I mean, I know you I'll, guys ask, I'll ask Christian. I, circumstances. I mean, I'd be down, but it's just like it is, especially with you guys, because you guys are literally a part of the Schmodown brand. I don't know how that would work. Mm-hmm. Um, because you guys, you guys are literally like it's one and one a. You guys, like you guys, are literally like the face of fandom for Schmodown. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't. I and that's the thing. I'd love to play Jake, and I, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, beating a redheaded stepchild uh, and movie trivia. <laughs> this I, defenseless. I, I'm, I'm not redheaded because I don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> A once red headed stuff. Coming of age slash young adult adaptations match. And I know, like, I would, someone asked me if I can put together a Kevin Smith exhibition match between uh, one of the Adamses and Rachel, and someone else asked to do it. And I was just like, I would love to do it, but I don't know if I can if you, if you guys are yeah. involved. I think it could be done on video. Like, Video Drew does, the, like, she does those one movie match things. I almost feel like that would yeah, be maybe like permissible. Exactly. That's why I'm kind of like if it's like in if it's like a different kind of thing. So that's what I'm. Kind yeah, of I feel like uh, like that one movie thing that like Paul was saying. Like I feel like that'd be like you know a little bit of a loophole. And doesn't doesn't does Drew do that on Twitch or does she does do it on YouTube? Like are they rewatchable? Yeah, they they do. They are rewatchable. They're they're on YouTube, YouTube, on YouTube and Twitch. Okay, gotcha. Because I was gonna say no. if it's on Twitch, yeah. uh, then usually there's no VODs unless you specifically mark it. So maybe that's like a different thing that you can't go back and watch it. You could only watch it live, and then it's gone. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I'd love to talk to him about it uh, yeah. because that like that sounds fun, and I was looking forward to. Uh, I put my name in the in the hat for the the Inner Geekdom tournament. I don't know if I was gonna play. But um, I would love to play just because, like, I miss it, man. I miss I miss tapings. I miss Schmodown. I miss just, like, playing along even when I'm not playing is so much fun. It's great. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully that'll work out. Yeah. Even if we have to do it in a video, Drew, like, that'd be cool if we, if we do it that way. <laughs> People are starting to volunteer now. They'll write questions also, Malcolm. <laughs> questions, absolutely. I mean, Malcolm, if you want to go for it, man, you let me know. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's see if we can make that happen. Yeah. yeah, I'd be down. Okay. Uh, let me give let me give Jake a test question. Let me think of something. Oh, there you go. Jake ran away all of a sudden. Oh, look at that! That's ran right. away. Wow. The mic already scared him away. Answer the question if if uh, he can. Okay, let me <laughs> back. Think of something. Um, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> okay. What uh, what pool ball? What billiards ball does he use to kill uh, their target? What the fuck? So in in the flashback scene with William Defoe, uh, the long haired guy can't think of his name. Probably not a good sign. Uh, uh, David Del Rock, Rocco. What billiards ball does he use to kill the guys with the glasses? I think it was the fourteen, wasn't it? That's a cue ball, baby. Come on now. Oh boy! Oh boy! Wow. Okay, so that that was a leading ass question because that's not actually a pool ball. Oh my! Oh, look at look at look at Bims in the chat. <laughs> Actually, it was Sir Billiards Ball, not Lord Billiards Ball. So. <laughs> fair, fair play. It's the cue ball, not cue ball. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> how, how do you spell cue ball? <laughs> I, I got the cue ball right here. <laughs> Speaking of cue balls, there you go. <laughs> I'm not that far behind, but. But yeah, I mean, uh, I do put together the exhibition matches. I mean, if that's something we can do, I can definitely ask Christian about it. We yeah, definitely. Figure I, something out. Who knows? We need we need schmodown or movie content, people. It needs yeah. to happen. We need to figure it out. Oh wait, the tag team partners. Ooh. Rachel wants it also. <laughs> oh, I will fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I don't think you want to go there against Rachel. Ben, you can say that too. I think you can say that to Rachel. Rachel, nope. I think she'll Wait. fuck you up bad. <laughs> See, I, I won't say that about Dogma. Rachel is going to be the uh, judge for the Dogma match between me and uh, Chris Adams or Robert Adams and uh, Mike Deacon. I'm I'm not going to fuck with her on Kevin Smith, but I'll fuck with her <laughs> with. Uh, Boondock Saints. Jake is getting cocky and Brandy's going to stab you. <laughs> yeah, Brandy always wants to stab me. That's nothing new. <laughs> uh, That's Jake Yucker that I've ever seen him say. Just a cigarette. Brandy always wants to fucking stab me. What else is new? That's the most chill okay, thing Jake can well, say. Okay, well, Robert's asking what Fraggle Rock actor is in the Boondock Saints? Well, I've never that, seen that, That's not a legit question. <laughs> That's that, see, that's not that's not about Boondock Saints. That's about Fraggle Rock. Okay, well, yeah. I've never seen All right, I'll, I'll let me paraphrase that. Which Boondock Boondock Saints actor appears in Fraggle Rock? One <laughs> <laughs> movie. I don't have to. All I all I remember about Fraggle Rock is that they had like ketchup and mustard, and like, they put it together. Like that's all I remember. There you go. Okay. Jake is done. Jake knows he's done. He knows <laughs> He wants to be all big and tough, but he knows he's done. Shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> oh, this is so great. Oh, like, nice. but that that'd be like the same thing as like what uh, actor from Brave is in Boondock Saints? Brave the show, the movie, well, the movie Brave, movie Brave, the animated movie, the animated movie. Yes. What? Oh, what, what is, is, what is Brave? No, one of the animated bears. What animated bear is in Boondock Saints? No, see, uh, our questions need to be about um, the actual movie. All I'm hearing from Jake is, I need you to ask me questions that I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Who directed Boondock Saints? Troy Duffy. Jake? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Name a of the lead actors that played the brothers in Boondocks. Norman Reedus uh, and the other guy. And uh, Patrick, uh, John Patrick Flannery. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> that one fella. That one that, fella. That guy. Yeah, there you go. There's your brave. See, I'm, brave I'm more about plot. Like, I, I don't do directors and shit. That's why you're going to lose, man. That's why you're going to lose. You got to be well-rounded. You got to be well-rounded. You <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here's here's a plot question for you, Jake, and I'm I'm sorry to take over the stream with uh, yeah, yeah. I, I see you over there googling shit. <laughs> I'm not googling anything. I was googling. Okay, what does the brand new employee uh, for the fish uh, fish packing plant have tattooed on her neck? Oh, I know she gets her ass whooped. She just get her ass whooped. I'll, I'll make it an easier one. What? Um, on her neck? That, what, what, that, that isn't even a part of the movie. Like. It says, untouched by man. 
She literally shows it to him and they go to shake her hand. That's true. That is true, Jake. I gotta give him credit there. What is what like what is the law that they give her that she gets pissed about? That's an easy one. Uh the rule of thumb. There it is. There you go. All right. Well, Which is a really <laughs> fucked up rule, by the way. I didn't yeah, realize that, 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 that the history up. of the rule of thumb is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that one, right. I think that could end our Boondock Saints exhibition. Yes, we are done with Boondock Saints. We should definitely at least make this. If we're going to have a match, we want to save the questions for that. So. <laughs> yes. I will, I will work on that. I'll see what I can do. And yeah, it like don't it doesn't have to be Boondock Saints. You guys can choose other movies as well. I just think I like that that uh because I I went over to, to Nerd Chronic and, and Video Drew or Nerd Chronic's house the first time Video Drew was in town and we played uh, uh Bring It On and mm-hmm. I did I did pretty well. Like the, there was a deep cut question. It was like what video game is the little brother playing while uh, uh Eliza Dushku is trying to talk to him? Mortal Kombat. Paul. I I don't I have not watched Bring It On to be honest with you, so I would not know that one. Twisted Metal. Oh, what's this Twisted Metal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll get out of your hair, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love you all. Thank you for dropping by. Yeah, keep up. Take care. Uh, Jake, you still gonna stick around? Or are you done? Uh, nah, I'm actually. Out I've of- never picked you up too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was to say goodbye. Let's- oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! Look at that! Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Matt's video, Drew, I would like video Drew. I talked to her. I'm hoping that she'll make the crow as a uh, as a match because I would like I would enter that one, Pa. Definitely. Thank you, Jake, for calling. Right. I'll, I'll see y'all later. Take Sorry care, for derailing the shit. <laughs> we were never we were never rails. We were never on the rails. It's so. Like- <laughs> so anyway, Council, what's the next segment of our show? Right. The next it? is. Let me pull it up. It I got a list in. Call to the network. <laughs> All the okay. amazing shows we have coming up this week on our channel, starting with tomorrow. Paul, what's happening tomorrow on Chill? Tomorrow we have uh, somebody who's just new to the Action Army. She's, different. She's, oh, a, she's a new time Action Army member, yep. at least according to Jake. According to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no, official OG Action Army member. First I can't believe the first time she didn't, she's been on act, the uh, Chilled Action. It is Janine the Machine. I'm so excited about that. Um, that's going to be great. Uh, and I might have Jake on just so that she, I'm going to put Jake on the screen and mute him just to let her, just let her vent. tear him apart. Yep. And I that, that'd it. be a worthwhile segment. Uh, if everybody wants to see that, let me know. I'll make it happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, we're already, we've already started pitching this or that questions in the, uh, in the after I feel stream, so. so bad for Jake about that. He <laughs> has, uh, he has apologized in so many different ways. Like, I don't know what more he can do. <laughs> like, uh, he he person, he's apologized online and public and private. <laughs> like, like what do do? <laughs> but anyway, uh, and then after that, the week after that, we do have Lon Harris coming on, the delinquent himself and the professor. And then uh, the week after that will be Ethan Big Time Irwin which I'm looking forward to quite a bit. And possibly, I believe we're going to have, I think we just kind of confirmed, Brianne Chandler will probably be the next one after that. Yay. Oh, my gosh. That lineup. Man. Oh. I love it. Love talking chill. So. Yeah. All right. And then a couple days later on Wednesday, what's happening on Schmobates, Alex? It's exciting. This is exciting. No big deal, guys, but this match right here. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. 
So much yelling. And it's going to be great. The John Rocco versus Bibiani. Um, they're going to be uh, partaking in a little a little arguments, <laughs> series of arguments, really. This Wednesday at 9.30 Central. So it's really fun. Definitely come and hang. Um, because uh, you're the people that you, people that determine who's going to walk away the victor and who's the loser is not going to be me and Kelsey and I, it's as much as we'd like to, it's actually going to be the people that view it. You guys vote. We really kind of determine who makes better arguments and not just makes better arguments specifically. You have to put like factions and storylines and all that side to be very impartial. You have to base it off arguments alone, which I know it can be very, very new. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure it's going to be very much loud noises. (laughs) I'm sure that's going to be the thing. So I'm going to that's yeah. a really kind of work with them and really kind of hone it in. So that's going to be really fun. Um, I also, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be having Robert Parker come on the following week. That's going to be really fun. And here on, on, that's going to be on the 8th. Uh, yeah. April 8th, but also coming up on the 15th, I'm actually going to have Kevin Smets against uh, his manager. Whoa! Versus Kaiser, that's an awesome match. Right that is going to be good. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, Kaiser. Yeah, I, I feel like I just said that. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, Kaiser versus Smith. So that's going to, and they're going to be actually competing against each other. So, Woo. I can't wait for that one. Myself. That's going to be so good. That's <laughs> going to be some fields. It's going to be some yeah. dicky dudes shouted at each other. A lot of dicky dudes. A lot of dicky dudes. Dungeon Civil War has any, any dungeon in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's going to be amazing. All right. And then I don't know if we have anything else coming up this week. We didn't have AAA last week, so we may possibly have one this week. But keep your eye out on social media. We'll keep you posted. And then, of course, we have live next Sunday around this time at uh, ends up being 8 p.m. Pacific time. I believe so we usually end, up, usually end up starting. So we will see you guys then so thank you so much for joining us actually real quick any questions from the chat anything i mean this has been a oh we've had a little we a ladies night that's what i want to know ladies night we need to do a ladies night i don't have plans because i am in quarantine so just let me know when you guys are ready. Birthday. when is your oh. birthday when is your birthday when is your birthday i believe she's talking about for the kaiser Kevin, yeah. Kevin's Nets match oh that, that would be cool that. I'd be open to it. I'm not going to lie. That'd be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, Yeah. Oh, even better. Perfect. We can totally make that happen. Um, Yeah, but we definitely need to figure out a ladies night for sure. Yes. A six and a half hour ladies night. We need to break the record. Our stupid anniversary episode ruined our records. I'm not going to lie. That, uh, six and a half, about, six, about six and a half hours in, we had so many people on. Uh, so many guests from the chat, so many of us were on. And uh, by that time, it was down to myself, uh, Kelsey, Danny Coast, and uh, Jake, uh, who was definitely about two or three 30 cases in uh, Bud Light. We were all pretty much drunk at that point. And I, I just got to say, it, it was pretty, <laughs> it was time to tap out at that point. <laughs> we we're yeah. all feeling at that point. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It started from Rachel. That was probably my suckest, longest second longest one i've been on the difference between being with rachel and kelsey and danny those were times we were actively on the entire time versus mm-hmm. where we were last night we actually we were there were times where we were away for 20 minutes or an hour right. or something with that one honestly i would say that one was actually more difficult because it was the four of us actively chatting for 
five and a half hours, just the four of us, no people coming in and out or extra chats, people dropping off or anything. No. <laughs> versus like 12 of us and had some guests <laughs> that's a little bit easier just that might be true yeah it actually actually would be true it's probably true i would have stayed on like, i would have had my third wind or fourth wind at that point yeah i was I'm like all right let's find a monster or something let me sling down another uh, jack Daniels. let's go Woo! <laughs> so. lucas would have been like i can figure out, i can figure out some more hats i can find some more <laughs> Your fan would have been on your head, I think, next at one point. I think the fan up there. <laughs> yes, it was Chris. And Chris was on there too. That's right. The Sniff and X were great guests. So yes, it was it was a great night. I'm still recovering. I don't know if you noticed my energy level is a little lower tonight. That is why. <laughs> well, all right. Do we have anything else then? Um, there were some questions. Let okay. me see. Any questions First the question, David B. <laughs> More question for me, I guess. Uh well. <laughs> Here's the thing, David. We, 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 they're going to be shipping things out soon. Uh, not right away. They have to get everything together to pack. I think quarantine has slowed down their shipping a little mm-hmm. bit, but I know they will be hopefully doing it. I said by the end of the month, so I'm going to guess a little bit into April. We'll probably throw it all out there at that point. That's my guess. Things change the drop of a hat, though. So Yeah. So. yeah. These are unprecedented times. <laughs> you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um. I would say also, I mean, like with the exhibition match, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I am going to be hosting the uh, coming of age slash uh, young adult adaptation exhibition match here in a few weeks. And if that's something you are would be excited to compete in or anything along those lines, you know, definitely let us know on on the Facebook page or anything along those lines. Just like let any of us know and I'll get you on the list. I do have to audition you before uh, putting you in. Cause uh, like the lot, every time I do it, um, like everyone thinks they're good at it, honestly, but I do like to audition uh, you guys. And I do invite only the top three or potentially four competitors to be on. And I, um, last few times I had, I had, Andrew Guy on for the rom-com exhibition match in February, which was fun. Uh, I had Alonzo Duralda for the holiday exhibition match. Um, so I definitely like to keep with the theme. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yes, David B. Yes. Like I, I'll make that happen. I'll do that just for you. <laughs> as long as you write enough music to score my walk. That's a, <laughs> and yes, Ferris is not an action. army. Not an action industry stream, but I'll answer that question anyway. Uh, same time, I think we're gonna do. They're gonna do all the things at the same time. So that yeah. that one I'll ask as well. And I believe it's gonna be soon. I believe they wanted to do it at the beginning of the month. It was supposed to be just for March. So I gotta look at the anniversary date. I will let you guys know soon on that. Um, all right. So, so yeah. All right. Um, I have a comment. No question, but I love y'all, and you're putting up more streaming hours in C-SPAN, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jeremiah Morris, uh, what are you guys more excited for? Spencer Kaiser or Roka and Bibbs? A Schmobates? Ooh. Ooh. Well, considering the Bibbs Roka one is just a few days away, I would probably say that one right now. Um, but also considering the intense long term history between those two competitors. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I got it. That. They definitely had that. Bye. Like, but I mean, but also like Kaiser and Smets. I mean, they're like low key, like really good friends. I mean, they work together and everything. You know, they have for a long time. 
And so, that one actually uh, be it's like almost like more like the movie guys one was, which is definitely you see us two close friends like that. They get on each other's like on each other's nerves mm-hmm. like that. Not nerves, but they're they're playing around, obviously. But it could be a very fun, entertaining match in a totally different way. So I'm looking to both equally. I'll be honest. I'm not, that's not just pushing up the show. That's me saying I equally looking for, towards both matches. So, um, and Malcolm, just saying. A uh, base between Harloff and Mark Ellis. I don't know. Har- Harloff lost his match, so Harloff decided uh, back to compete. Mm. Well, let's be honest. Harloff would destroy Ellis anyway. I love Mark Ellis, but even he, Mark Tristan has said that Mark doesn't know a lot about the history as far as like keeping it up as far as that goes. Yeah. Mark Ellis has said himself that he would get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I asked Ellis to come on Schmobates, and he's like, I'm not going to lie, I can't argue or shit. I will, however, I would love to come judge. <laughs> there you go, exactly. There you go. All right. All right. Um, so here's a question if we want to answer. Frank has, and Pride. Pride have had an interesting conversation on Twitter today. Yeah, that's that's a debate that we can get into. It's a little late, but yeah, I will say that his. I mean, Frank's criticism. He's. I mean, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. He his job is to spark conversation. He, it's part of his thing about it. he has the rundown. He wants to talk about things, and he definitely got views. He definitely got his set out there. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how much he believes in, as far as I call, hardly believes in the, the whining aspect. He might exaggerate a little bit. Um, I happen to. It's, it's an interesting point. I could see both sides of the story, but I do think that you have to take into take into account a lot of things we didn't see, um, as far as what the attempt, what uh, Rachel and Ben were trying to do. I didn't actually see the rundown, so I don't know what his exact comments were. So mm-hmm. uh, it's hard for me to say to comment further, to be honest with you. So All right. I'll leave it at that. Here's a question Over or under on backhanded compliments from Roka to Bips? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, whatever the number is, it's very, very high. Very high likelihood of that happening. <laughs> All right. And then I think it's probably the last question of the night. Alex, who is your favorite Star Wars character? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, um, I like C-3PO. C-3PO? I'm not going to throw my hat at that. I'm okay with that. Okay. He is like the most flamboyantly gay character in Star Wars. I love him. <laughs> it's true. That's actually pretty true. Uh, and I won't throw my hat. That's, I would have thrown my hat if she had said something like C-3PO 3 or something. If she just said Spock. If she had said Spock. Yeah. If she had said Spock, I would have thrown my hat or something like that. Or she said, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, I actually really do like see through." But he's just so. St- I mean, the. <laughs> I kind of wish I did. <laughs> well, that would have made me grab the jacket. Like, I'm not gonna lie; I'm not quippy enough to come up with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, genuinely, see through PO is my favorite character, though. Three yeah. okay. PO is awesome. Very can't, good. Job. I can't disagree with that. So. All right. Well, I think that does it for us tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let, let's do our sign-offs, and we can all go to bed because we are still recovering from yesterday. So, Alex, where can people find you? You can find me hosting Schmobates every single Wednesday at 9.30 Central, uh, 7.30, 7.30 uh, Pacific. You know, it's a fun time where we try to argue and debate uh, Schmodan's biggest questions to the death, and it's really fun. So definitely check us out there. I also host exhibition matches every every other month or so, so definitely – participate in that but uh, i'm on twitter at call action pod that's where i run it and last but not least please check out in podcast form if you are an essential worker like a lot of you guys are where you are so needed and necessary for our world to keep spinning thank you so much for doing everything you do 
Um, and while you're driving around or whatever it is that you want to do, check out our podcast as well. You know, we're on audio form and uh, we you can listen to this <laughs> in audio <laughs> form. It's a good Without time. Our faces. It's it might be enough. preferable that way. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> That's right. my fault. Sorry. <laughs> and PLD, where can people find you? At Paul underscore Denuzio. You can also find me on the Action Industries tw- uh, Patreon. I almost said Twitter. Patreon page. I do run that for Ben and Drew. Any DM questions you have about Patreon, you can let me know. and I'll answer them to my best of my ability. You can also find me coming on the Action Guys every once in a while. I'll let that sink in. Yeah, I made that joke still. I still love that Sabrina joke. It's pretty funny. And the, ben, ben, <laughs> is it funny, funny though, Paul? It's pretty funny. I it's, laugh. It's, it's funny enough to me, and that's all that matters. Uh, I guess it is all that matters. It, it is. I, as long as I amuse myself, I, you all can just get the fuck out. As far as I'm concerned, I amuse myself. Anyway, <laughs> um, also, I opened my new YouTube channel. Well, the cat's not new anymore, really. A PLD Projects. I do a show on Star Wars. I do a show on V Weekly so far. I'm looking to expand that. Look out for that soon. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, but finally, I do want to I do want to point out tonight specifically that if you want to see more, if you haven't gotten enough of me tonight or yeah, last night, uh, in about a half an hour now, um, just over half an hour, a class action, the show I do with Richard Eric Jarvey on the Action Industries YouTube channel is having their first ever live episode. Um, we are welcoming on our special guests in the chat, Rachel Silverstrini, my live event wife. And uh, also we are welcoming on PJ Campbell and uh, four of us with help from uh, at least via DM uh, with help from John Mariano and Matt Kearns. We are going to be ranking the proper Viewersview universe, the Viewersview universe, uh, Kevin Smith movies. So that should be fun. It's mm-hmm. half an hour away. Welcome. I'd love to have you guys in the chat because you know I'll be there. Right, there you go. Perfect. At least we have one. So <laughs> guys, I know you're going to be in the chat. So I'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. 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 Oh, that's a lineup. I'll definitely be watching that because we can't can't compete with that lineup. I mean, oh. PJ. I mean, we haven't seen him as much lately because I miss him since I haven't seen him. Atlanta. Yeah. And then my uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot available. It is on Amazon. Actually, Amazon Prime. Nice. I'll I'll get it out to you. I'll go. You don't deserve it, David. (laughs) And yes, Star Drew, I will will point out, I must point this out real quick. Mm -hmm. Star Drew has been in the class action chat. Since day one, every time when I don't have a live episode, he, or I've been premiering him. He's been in there talking. He's been probably our biggest supporter. So, Star Drew, I definitely give you a salute there. So, All right. Well, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. I also run the Call to Action Podcast Instagram, so you can interact with me there. Uh, Public, we have merch. Go check out Public. And I also have my own personal YouTube channel where I talk pretty much mostly about Harley Quinn, but I do play video games and things like that. So please subscribe to that if you're curious. All right. What what game do you play again, Kelsey? I am currently playing a game called Hoonie Cam Studios, where I run a cam girl business. So check it out. Get that money, girl. Money, 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 money. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you again.